Love Talk Radio. G's on the Yo, 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 man. What's going down, everybody? Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Coming live to you. 12.30 p.m. Central Time, 2.30. Uh, in, in, in the middle of America. February 25th, 2018. I am your host, R.C. Coming from Central California. Doing peachy this afternoon, early afternoon. Um, felt like I actually fought the guy we're going to talk about starting off the show was Sarah Southgate, Soren Visai, outside his boxing podcast, Fighter of the Year. Had to hold it down yesterday. Could have easily went a different direction, let's say, in a different dimension or whatever, where a man could have just came out flat after having a successful year like he did last year, such as a guy known as Carl Frampton, who had a emphatic 2016, but then came out flat the following year. I wasn't at all worried about that for my guy, no more B-side, slower on B-side, because you can see what this man has in the toolbox and all that, and he held it down. But I want to take it to my man who's been holding it down with me from the start of this and many moons before that, all the way from out in God's country in Houston, Texas, my man Willa. Hey, Willa, what's going on, my man? How you doing this morning? Or this afternoon, I should say. Much, R.C. Hey, thank you much, R.C. We're just out here enjoying another another uh, Sunday out here in Houston, Texas. You all right over there, my man? You're cutting out a little bit on me. I don't know if it's a reception thing or or maybe a little bit of that sick yick you got your Pressing some buttons over there. You all good, my man? What's yeah, man. Don't worry this, about uh, it. <laughs> yeah, man. This is uh, this damn blog talk keeps on shutting off the, uh, the little studio thing, man. But hey, we're back. Those hey, motherfuckers, um, man. Ugh. Hey, just as uh, just just like every Sunday, man. Just blessed to be blessed to be alive. Blessed to be talking uh, talking uh, boxing with you, man. Got to see uh, uh yes, sir. a couple of good this weekend and uh you know like we always do just here to talk some boxing and excited to do that so do what we do yes sir most definitely my man most definitely um i don't want to go off on no rant about these fucking people at blog talk i wrote them on twitter about a week or two ago and pretty much short and simple and direct and that's all i want to get to because you know i'm in a good mood willa so i don't want to start off being a little angry at the world or angry at the fucking people at blog talk and all that shit. So I'm peachy. Everything's going okay. 
Soren Visa I put in work last night. And the audacity, which I just thought about right now from some of these fucking clowns on social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, you know how I know people get so sensitive, Willa? These pages that are talking about robbery are most likely boxing uh, handles where the picture photographs that's identified when you go to their handle site is red, white, and green. Now, I can be honest with myself and with everybody that's been rocking with us for a long time. Have I played favorites? Of course. Have I been biased at times? Definitely. But I don't let that put a, a false, a false, false uh, agenda towards the people when it comes to us keeping it real. As you can remember, when I first came on the Willa Wilt show and we talked a little bit of boxing and I was talking about how Danny's not ready for so-and-so and Pacquiao's not ready for so-and-so. And you were surprised to hear me say that because I'm not going to put on no false agenda for the people. But these people that are out here saying it's a complete robbery, Soren Visai got knocked down three times and the referee's calling it a slip. They probably don't have their homework done because that stuff's going to happen when you have an orthodox fighter going against a fighter that's a southpaw. You got a lot of crashing of the legs and shit like that's going to happen. And we seen it a lot last night. But for people to just completely be misled to believe that, man, this guy might have got a robbery. I didn't see the fight, but, you know, his face looks like he's got a big welt on his left side. Uh, it looks like he might have got he might have got away with a robbery victory. Couldn't be any further from the truth. And especially being at the forum yesterday in Inglewood, California, that might as well be uh, how we have uh, a little Havana and so-and-so and in Miami. That might as well be little Mexico over in Los Angeles. Um, complete bias. The crowd was big time Estrada, heavy, heavy for Estrada. Um, our guy Jacob from out in Long Beach was at the fight, seen a couple of videos he had posted yesterday. And it was just from what I remember the last time when Triple G had fought Dwayne Wade, complete Mexican style crowd that was very favored towards the Mexican fighter. And um, that's cool. Like, you know, they, they come out heavy and the Mexican boxing fans definitely bring big support to boxing and they keep it, um, they hold their own end of the bargain when it comes to keeping uh, the sport of boxing relevant, whether it be cookouts at the crib or whether they're out of fight. Um, but serious guy, Soren Visay, um, I said the nickname I gave him was first name serious I get no more B-side, Soren B-side. But yesterday he was the B-side, even though he was the champion. If you looked at the, um, the Vegas odds, my man was an underdog. After beating the number one quote-unquote pound-for-pound guy last year, not once but twice being the underdog, and the second time he did it by devastating knockout, that's what made him earn fighter of the year last year. From, from my perspective, I put the vote for Storm B-side because what he did being the underdog twice in a row, taking care of business, and in the way he did it, leaving no doubt whatsoever the second time around, my man, he had to take that handle. Um, but before we get into this a little bit too much, Will, um, I just wanted to put that out there. How I can't let the false prophet of some pages get out there and try and mislead the people by saying that Soren Visai robbed his way to a victory. That's complete foolery. Uh, but before we get a little bit more in depth on this fight, Willa, um, let's get your perspective on how things came out because Soren Visai, um, this guy – He's a he's got a hell of an underdog story. I posted the 
the link that I had seen on YouTube onto the uh, the Facebook page. I don't know if anybody got a chance to check it out. I, I know Juan Carlos probably did not want to watch it because he thinks that Soren Visa is the biggest cheater uh, up, up in the Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah, he's still feeling that, my man. He's still feeling it. He ain't let it go. His 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 bitter hatred is still there. So uh, I, I feel him, though. I'm not mad at him for that. But um, hell of a story that Sergey Sonny Visai had, and um, a hell of a fight yesterday. Willow, the styles that this fight was put together with was gonna be a good fight, and that's exactly what we got yesterday. Willow, um, what did you think about this fight yesterday, and how was Sonny Visai's performance to you? Oh man, uh, excellent fight, Soren Vise. Sai, uh, say you say Sai, I say say, uh, aka Baby yeah. Pacquiao. You know, I don't know yes, about sir. this. No longer B side. You know, that's not official. The official outsiders podcast name is Baby Pacquiao. He did <laughs> what he came to do last night. You know, I hear I haven't really. I, I passed out last night. You know, I've been a bit of hard working man this uh, this week, so. Right after the right after the fight, I passed out. Went to church this morning, so I haven't even seen any of the reaction. But I heard the booze last okay. night, and you know, like you said, y'all out there in Mexico, you know, it's not uh yeah, y'all. That was just in Mexico, you know, at the forum. Yeah, and uh, it is what it is. Uh, just like when the Nicaraguans were out there in uh, New York City uh, when we saw the first fight. Uh, they were a little upset that they got his ass whooped. Now, Strada put oh, up yeah, one better right. fight. And, you were at, you and, were at and, the and first fight. I forget about that. Yeah, yeah. And so, and and Estrada didn't really get his ass whooped. But Strada did a pretty good job, man. And and, and he looked good. Uh, he looked like the more polished boxer out there. But that was it, man. The, the knockdown that he did have, I believe he stepped on his, his foot. Uh, the other ones were the same thing. You know, he's stepping on on his foot and, like, pulling them down with the hook. So, like, he's hitting them and pulling yeah. them down with the hook. And the last one, uh, on the first one, I think he tried to get away from it and got tripped up. So, I, I didn't see any real knockdowns. That's why when uh, when my man saw him, B.C., went, uh, went to the corner, he was giving everybody thumbs up. Hey, I got this. I got this. And, uh you know, did I see it, like, 111, 117, I think, one of the – one of the last card was. I don't know if it was that widespread, but he won the fight fair and square. You know, uh, stuff like that gives it a bad, gives you a, a bad taste in your mouth when you see these wide open cards like that. But at, yeah. it was post fight, you know. So you know, maybe they just like the power of Sword Vise a little more. You know, it was a close fight. All the rounds were pretty. You know, a lot of the rounds were close rounds. So maybe one set, one eleven, one seventeen. Yeah. Think was one of the things. Maybe that isn't that crazy, but it when when people see stuff like that and it's a close fight, they already they 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 one hundred they automatically go to conspiracy. This is a conspiracy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're robbing Mexican in Mexico. No, 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 no. So if say just put in that work, man. Baby Pacquiao, dog. And, and after the fight, I watched uh, I just watched a little uh, clip of him giving uh, showing love to who his idol. Pacquiao. So, you know, when people say we're showing disrespect, calling him Baby Pacquiao, no, 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 no. That's who he came up under. Not under. That's who he came up watching, and that's who he wants to be like. So, 
Baby Pacquiao, a Soren B-side, another excellent fucking fight. That's three in a row we've seen from this guy. This guy's going to, should be turning into a fan favorite boxer. Only if he weighed like another 30 or 40 pounds, man. But I wish he was a little bigger. But he's giving right. us everything you want to see. Excellent 12th, 12th round. Both guys going for it because it was a close fight. Um, I don't know. I think Estrada might have won that last round, which I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to, they were going to have it at all, which I think the first judge had, had it. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the, with the outcome, except for that last card. But the majority win, majority decision. I sort of be say deserved that last night. There was no robbery. No robbery whatsoever. I'm glad you brought up the last round, too, because that was some fireworks, man. Both guys throwing some bombs. And, uh, yeah, Estrada, in my opinion, did win that last round, even though he got stoned within the last five seconds with a huge left hand from Soren Visa. I got him stiffened up against the ropes. Um, if there's about 20 more seconds, maybe a little bit longer, he could have been in some big-time trouble. But here's the thing. For anybody that's thinking there was a robbery or anything like that, We've seen Estrada. He was boxing last night. He was boxing pretty good for the most part. I, I mean, I give him that. He was, he was doing really well. Um, but if you're supposedly winning the fight and you're not, and you're worried about, or, or you're thinking that, you know, you're, not, you're probably thinking you're not going to get robbed because you got this in the bag. Why would you change up your complete fighting style that you had the first eleven rounds in that twelfth round? He knew he was behind on the cards, and that's why he was going for the gusto, throwing bombs. So um, that just debunks anybody who thinks that he was ahead on the fight or got robbed in the fight or anything like that. If he was ahead, there's no way he's fighting that 12th round, round the way he did. He would have just been sticking and moving, sticking and moving. But he knew he was behind, and Soren Bisai took advantage of what he did. The entire fight was basically be a, 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 Sora, a robo run side because he was taking a lot of shots, and he never looked like he was in any trouble. We've seen him take big shots against Taco Latito the first fight. But my man just ate it like a toasted bread with some butter on it, man. He um, he has a very good poker face. Not sure how many times he was in trouble yesterday. But Soren Bisai was a, um, a clear big man in the fight yesterday. Every punch he was landing had that thud to it. And, I mean, it was a little bit difficult for him to get inside, as you see in the southpaw, reach with the right, and then that piston-like left hand coming straight up following up from that, that's a complete Manny Pacquiao playbook punch. That is exactly what Manny Pacquiao's made a lot of money off of in his career, the right, left, right. And, I mean, Soren Visai, if that's who he idolizes, he uh, has a really good Manny Pacquiao impression yesterday. Um, how people could boo this man, I don't know. You know, um, a guy Well, because they're Mexican. We know why they were booed. Yeah, yeah. Because they were Mexican. Right, Same right, right. reason the Nicaraguans came. This is turned. This guy is... He's following that Manny path, man. He's following that Manny path, good, knocking out these uh, these Central and South. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess these Central and Latino Amer- uh, American guys, all right? Yeah, that's too <laughs> to hate them. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's, it's, it's building up heavy. I mean, I personally, I don't. <clears throat> I mean, Estrada yesterday. Look, here, here's the thing: we're boxing fans too. We could just cut the shit right now. If Estrada was an African-American fighter yesterday, they would have said, stop running, just fight, stop running. But he's Mexican, you don't hear that because his whole fan base was there. Um, I like the way Estrada was boxing yesterday. 
um, a thinking man's boxer right there for sure. I, I really enjoyed that guy's style. And even though he lost yesterday, he can't he can't take that one down too much, his third defeat of his career. But it don't matter. That guy, um, I like his boxing style. I, I just don't think he had enough power to bother Soren Visai yesterday. Um, you know, Soren Visai, crazy, man, where this guy came from. Uh, starting his career off 1-3-1. and one. I mean, having to switch gyms after that. And, you know, the guy was um, – in, in complete poverty, eating dinner that came from garbage cans and all that stuff, and and for him to start off his first five fights one three and one, to becoming the WBC champion of the world a year ago, and starting off 2018 with a big win against the number two contender in the division, this guy's on the up and up, and um, you're talking about him putting on some weight. Well, I think he was he was pretty big yesterday. He looked like he was at least 130 yesterday in the ring. So if he could make that kind of weight and continue to put on a little bit more, build up and put a little bit more on. He looks like a guy who can, who can add some weight to him for sure. Um, so hopefully he gets that cracking, and um, we'll see what he could do moving forward. But definitely a good way to start off the year for Sears Cash 4 and B-side. And, um, I mean, a, a, a damn good fight yesterday. You know, I had a couple of my homies over at the crib, and they're casual boxing fans, more so USC fans than boxing fans. Um, but when they seen that fight yesterday, they're like, man, that was a good fucking fight. That's one of those fights where – you you don't even get a knockout, but you don't care because it was just a damn good scrap. Both guys putting it all on the line. And a really enjoyable, enjoyable fight. Hats off to HBO Boxing because that was a good fucking fight. Uh, we mentioned how they have, you know, Bud Crawford, Vasyl Lomachenko, and they got Sirius Ketchum and Visa. So HBO still right there. And I'm going to be interested to see the Nielsen ratings when they come out and see what kind of numbers that Sears Castor and V-Side did um, being on the premier network of HBO. But um, Will, are you I telling me that our man... Good, man. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think look any good, man. You know, these are small guys. Castor and V-Side is a guy that not too many people I don't think have heard or will, will hear of or, or, or has heard of. Um, just right. being, him being a small guy, a stri- uh, and I, before we go to to Janelle, I did want to say that uh, you know Estrada looked real good, man. Estrada lo- looks like he knows how to box. Uh, oh yeah, he has nothing to be ashamed of, but it is what it is, man. It's uh, he was just I don't think he just had the pop to really hurt Sorby, even though it looked like he had some fake uh, fake st- uh, drops. He didn't really have the pop. Uh, and he was just right. eating punches also. They were both just eating punches. So, you know, hell of a fight. They're already talking about the rematch. Soren Vise being the true G will get this man a rematch. He seems like a guy of honor and uh, credibility and uh, standard. So be looking for the rematch pretty soon. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just be looking for the rematch pretty soon. I think they're already talking about it. All right. Um, before we go to Janelle Willard, um, any kind of uh, um, guesstimate you want to put out there for the viewership of this of this telecast uh, that we had yesterday? That way, going into next week, we can see if the over was what we expected or the under is what we expected from from how many views this fight will get. I wonder if uh, I, I mean somewhere around uh, somewhere around I'd say probably three hundred thousand. Is where I'm guessing maybe 250 something like that. If it's anything above that, I mean, I mean, are people just into HBO like that? I don't know because Soren Visa is not a big household name at the time. Like we said, people 
don't even really know how to pronunciate his name when they see it. Um, but but he's coming out. So I mean, is that fair? Two fifty to three hundred. Think he's uh, capable of doing those numbers yesterday? Man, I have no idea. I know. Man, I have no idea. I'm not gonna lie to you and sit here and act like I know how how much people are doing and and and, and checking off stats like that. You know, the only time I check on stats is when is when somebody wants to talk stats. You know, as far as sales. And as far as the big dogs, I have no idea what the little guys are doing. But being HBO, I think you'll probably get whatever minimum amount, 100, 150. I don't think that many people were watching boxing last night at 830. Uh, but who yeah, knows? Right. Especially two little guys. Yeah, you're right about that, man. It was late, bro. So uh, we'll see how that shit goes because uh, I believe the – one of I can't remember if it was the eighth round – or the ninth round, but I know when that round started, it, it, the clock struck midnight on the East Coast. So um, not too sure how, how many people were um, in tune to that because I know how crazy that is on the East Coast as much as you do, how late this shit can go sometimes. It's, uh, it's really a privilege for us out here on the West Coast being that it was 9 o'clock only compared to midnight when this shit was started. So um, <clears throat> good stuff was on V-Side yesterday, though, but the numbers are going to be – uh, interesting to check out. I'm interested in the numbers because, um, you know, I'm a little worried right now because I was shitting on HBO pretty heavy a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, they got three guys in the pound for pound right now, just off the top of my head with Nomas Chenko, Terrence Bud Crawford, and Sirius Castle on V-side who are pretty legit in, in, in their respective divisions that they are. And so um, legit for so sure. So you got but, him um, pound great. for pound? I think he. I think he should be up there. I, I believe he should at least be eight, maybe seven in in the pound for pound rankings. He's, I mean, the guy. I mean, he's he's earned it the hard way. I don't know if he's up there right now, but I think that he's probably just cracked the top ten pound for pound as of yesterday. Um, if he hadn't already, which I don't believe he did, but I think Soren Visa definitely should be in that pound for pound ranking. Um, and, and if I see that coming forward. It'll be, um, I'm saying eight on top of my head. I'm not getting ahead of myself. So um, if anybody wants to put higher than that, that's them. But it's on the side of me. Coming off the year that he had and yesterday, that's a, um, I, think, I believe we've seen the top ten pound for pound fighter yesterday, Willie. Hey, man. Um, you know, I didn't really think about that. But he's He's had three top fights, uh, Strada being the top guy. Uh, of course, Chocolatito yep. at the time he fought him being number one, being a one guy, being the number one power for pound on some people's list. Um, hey, he might have a case. Uh, you know, definitely right now, uh, you know, he has a case. If you're putting him at 10 through 8, uh, I don't think, I mean, that's arguable. So, yeah, he's arguably a top 10 pound-for-pound guy now uh, with that win. And, you know, if he seals it, if he seals the deal again with a, with another uh, another victory like he had against Chocolatito where he figured him out and then whooped his ass the next time, if he does that to Estrada this next time, he'll definitely be in there. But, uh, you know, what I think is it's holding him back maybe if he, it is giving the rematch. So maybe if he's thinking pound for pound, if that's what he's thinking, he might not want to give this guy the rematch because, you know, in the last two years he's fought two guys. You know, he beat 
so if he, you know, it's just hard to say, but that's arguable. Yeah, I wouldn't point, say it point. right now, even though that's one of my guys, uh, and I see him climbing. I see him climbing the ladder, but you know, I never look at small guys like that as top, top, top guys unless they're doing something very special and not getting their ass whooped. And Soren Vise is taking a lot of licks in there, you know. So he's top pound. He's probably top pound for pound chin in this division. Uh, uh, top pound for pound guy that we want to see fight, but is he one of the most skilled, one of the most best boxers out here right now? Can't say yes just at this time. But if you say he is, then, you know, I'm not mad at that. No, that's what's up. And you, you, you make a good point. Um, he has taken his licks in there for sure, as you mentioned. And uh, Soren Visai has shown that he has a damn good chin because he took a lot of shots um, in the first fight with Chocolate Hito and um, loaded up shots. And even Estrada got off a, good, a few good counter punches yesterday on his chin. And um, you know, like I like I said, just uh, Robo Robo Visai, he was uh, coming forward after taking that shit. So saw a chin to him, great win. We'll see how the numbers do, and we'll see if he makes anybody's top ten pound for pound rankings moving forward in time. But um, good stuff by Soren Visai. Real real happy what he did yesterday. Um, <clears throat> moving to our next topic though, it's the fight that we've been waiting for for a long time. The fight that was supposed to happen in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center when Deontay Wilder caught a body against Bermain Severn, who just happened to be in the wrong place at the right time. And Deontay Wilder was supposed to have this fight with King Kong Luis Ortiz, but some sort of a issue with substance abuse as far as possibly cheating the game. Luis Ortiz, come to find out, it was um, – some medication involving his high blood pressure and things of that nature. Quote on quote. Quote on quote. <laughs> this is not the uh, first time Deontay Water had to get a different fight because of things of this nature going on. We remember one, Alexander. Used to be a pudgy midget turned into a 2.0 Povetkin some time back. Yeah, these, these Russians, man. I know about these Russians, man. But Ortiz somehow, one way or another, was able to get taken off the suspension protocol and things like that and was able to get this fight because Deontay Wilder allowed him to get this fight. He had a fight on... Um, I believe it was Fox Sports 1. Can't remember who because the guy he fought was a 6'7", just complete bum. A garbage man. No offense on V-Side. <laughs> but he was just a complete bum with no skills whatsoever, just a big guy. Um, I think his nickname was the Lumberjack. Um, he probably was a real Lumberjack because he didn't show no boxing skill in there. Ortiz knocked him out in, I believe, two rounds. You know, pretty vicious. Um left hand by Ortiz. The man's got power. There's no doubt about that. And I've been riding with Luis Ortiz um, <clears throat> for the last five years or something like that before anybody even mentioned anything about a guy in the heavyweight division with the last name Ortiz. Um, so I've seen where he's, his, his rises came from and what kind of notoriety he's got by the fans. Um, his beatdown of Brian Jennings really put everybody on notice because – 
Vladimir Klitschko went, you know, he went to hell and back, life or death damn near, with Brian Jennings. And some people think that Vladimir Klitschko got away with one. And for Luis Ortiz to put him out the way he did, <clears throat> he showed him what time it was, and that's when everybody started getting on the same hype train that I was on with Ortiz, talking about the dark horse, talking about being the odd man out, the wild card, all that stuff when it came to the, the, the top contenders, you know? So um, that's what it was. And now he's in a position with Deontay Wilder have, have, calling him out or whatever it was after the fight. And um, this is going to be the first of the best heavyweight fights that we're going to have leading up to AJ and Deontay Wilder, whenever that happens. Um, it's going to be a who's who, murder's real gauntlet type, because we all thought that, you know, if uh, AJ beats Joseph Parker and Deontay Wilder beats Luis Ortiz, we get that fight next. Not so fast. Eddie Hearn said that if AJ beats Joseph Parker, he's going to fight my other guy, who you don't really like that much, Willa, Jarrell Big Baby Miller. And that's another guy that's a wild card, so to speak, in the division. Hasn't really put on the type of performances that Luis Ortiz put on to be considered the wild card. But he's still out there because of his charismatic um, and outspoken opinions. So um, we're going to find out real soon, starting with this Saturday coming up, who the best heavyweight in the world will become because it's going to happen. There's no more waiting around for these fights to go down because they're already lined up and it's going to be signed and sealed pretty soon. Now, Willa, your guy, Deontay Wilder, Bomb Squad is coming this Saturday, Barclay Center, Ortiz, Wilder, Bronze Bomber, King Kong. I know you got to be hyped for this one, my man, because a lot of the boxing fans around the world are. I've, I mean, I've been waiting for this fight for a long time. How do you see this fight playing out, Willa? This is the big preview for Wilder Ortiz. Yo, RC, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. What's going on, my man? Okay, cool, cool. So, uh, yes, this is this is the fight that people have been looking for a couple of years now. Um, ever since you've uh, brought his name up, uh, King Kong Ortiz, aka the cheater, uh, the big cheater. If, if you've ever, uh, ever since you brought him up, uh, this is somebody that we wanted to see fight Wilder. It, he, at one point, he was the boogeyman of the division. Uh, that sort of, since his second or third, I don't know, it's, it's hard to count, cheating affair, I think that sort of died down. <laughs> but he is one of the most, he is one of the most, he's like a, uh, yeah, he's one of the most feared guys in the heavyweight division today, you know. And, um, and we know that Deontay Wilder is probably the top dog, if not number two dog in, in the game right now, him or, or Joshua, however you want to put it. But this is a good fight, man. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, I want to see this – is, this is Deontay Wilder's chance to prove that he is the real deal, uh, both, of the, both of these guys. Um, I think like last week we had the uh, – the uh what are those two guys? I forgot their name now. Groves versus uh Eubank oh, Junior fight. And I, yeah, and I said that uh and I said that these guys needed to uh 
proved themselves and this is their chance, and nobody really proved themselves to me. Uh, this is a similar type of fight, except this is more exciting. This has more uh, – this this means more to the boxing game than that fight a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, Ortiz has been putting in work. Wilder's been knocking everybody out. Of, you know, for people that don't know, if you're new to this boxing thing, you know, Wilder has knocked out every man that he's faced. It took him two times to knock out Stavern, but he did it with a uh, – with a knockout of the year caliber punch combination to the dome, coming in with the slide step, hitting them with the the wacky right at to, uh, on top of the head. Hey, we're talking craziness. We're talking on on unorthodox boxing. We're talking the type of boxing that has yep. people saying that he can't fight. But what any nobody understands, and these is this is what guys that haven't fought like maybe a lick in their life or maybe have not even in the streets don't understand that sometimes it ain't about being orthodox. If you got dynamite in your hands, you know, I, if I hit you with the wild punch, it don't matter if it's wild or not. If I got dynamite, you're going to feel it. And your style is going to change if you don't go to sleep. So I'm, I'm ready for this fight, man. Uh, been looking forward to it. And yeah, can't wait till Saturday and see what happens, man. I mean, we know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. We all know what's going to happen. But just to see it happen, it, I think uh, people are anticipating this, and it should be a, a pretty good damn fight. Right, right. I mean, look, um, Wilder and Ortiz, hard for me to bet on a guy who's an older fighter in his career going against a fighter in their prime. Only a guy like Floyd Mayweather is a fighter that I would bank on being a 40-year-old man and uh, beating the fighter in the prime. Um, Ortiz Wilder should be a crazy fight. I just hope that you know Wilder's not getting ahead of himself too much because he's been talking about window shopping, not looking past, but looking through opponents um, moving forward and you know, I just hope that this doesn't become one of those upsets that could turn the tide of boxing because we've seen that happen plenty of times before. And um, I, I don't think that Deontay Wilder is so much so looking looking past Ortiz because Wilder is definitely putting in the work. You know, he's he's busting his ass out there. You see some of these videos with the man working out and after workouts, he looks drenched and is talking about somebody's going to have to pay for this pain that he's going through right now. Deontay Wilder is working. He is definitely working. Um, Dynamite's in his hand 100%. Because you got these clowns in the U.K. that are always talking this and that about how Deontay Wilder is such a bum and, you know, Anthony Joshua was going to knock him out in two rounds or some shit like that. But Deontay Wilder has got all his cards on the table, open to taking whatever Anthony Joshua offers him, you want to feel big and bad, 75-25 if you want, sign right here. But you're going to take the same thing in the rematch. Deontay Wilder is definitely enough with these games, enough with hearing all the criticism that he's been hearing for the last couple of years. And he's probably the realest dude in boxing right now when it comes to who's who and who's next because I'm trying to unify and get this cracking. There's guys out there that are unified for sure. Terrence Bud Crawford handle his business. Um <clears throat> 
and, it, and it's happened. We've seen the uh, cruiserweight division be unified as well. Um, but when it comes to Deontay Wilder, this is the money. This is the money, heavyweight division. Heavyweight and welterweight division has ran this sport for a long time, but the heavyweight division has been gone for a long time. Now, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, Luis Ortiz, Joseph Parker, Terrell Big Baby Miller. We got some contenders in this motherfucker that when they're going to get it on, it's going to be a hell of a, it's going to be a playoff style mashup. So we'll see how this whole thing turns out. Deontay Wilder, I think that, <clears throat> I think the way this fight's going to go, I think um, Ortiz will be winning the first few rounds. I think that he'll be up on the cards, maybe getting the first four rounds in the bag. He might not. He might even drop Deontay Wilder, but it ain't gonna finish Deontay Wilder. If he does drop Deontay Wilder, just remember that I said it here first: that Deontay Wilder will knock Ortiz the fuck out. Whether he gets knocked down or not, that remains to be seen. But Deontay Wilder will win this fight with an emphatic knockout. This won't go to cards. This won't be jab squad. This won't be none of that. Deontay Wilder might find himself in a little bit of trouble, um, as he had before in the past, when some guys give him a little bit of, um, put some skills in front of him and make him think a little bit or just get outside his range a little bit. Because Ortiz is a slick boxer, coming with the Cuban background, very slick fighter, southpaw. Um, and he's a big cat. He's, uh, he's very bouncy. He's got uh, soft paws on his, on his feet, I should say, not his hands. He's uh, got some good movement on him. And that's what makes Ortiz one of the most interesting heavyweights because there ain't too much heavyweights out there moving around like a, like a, a middleweight or a welterweight with the type of footwork that Ortiz has. But as we mentioned, one of these fighters got dynamites in their hand and legit metal in his right hand from how many times Deontay Wilder has sustained injuries to that hand. So my man's like the Terminator when Arnold cut off his skin and was looking at his hand. That's how Deontay Wilder be looking at his, at his scars from surgery and shit like that because we've seen Deontay Wilder go viral posting when he was getting the stitches out of his hand or put into his hand. My man's hand was pretty bugged out when we seen him injured, but still fight through it. My man breaks metal in his hands from dudes that he's hitting. This is the hurt business, folks. And Deontay Wilder has hurt, what was it, 39 victims right now? 39 people talking about he's going to beat Floyd Mayweather's 50-0 record? Very possible. Very possible. But I got Deontay Wilder in this fight by six to seventh round knockout. And I'm not talking about Ortiz being upset with the referee for stopping the fight and wanting to continue. He will not respond to the referee about trying to continue. Ortiz is going to be his biggest payday. It's going to be his biggest fight. And we know how the difference of money is in Cuba. Even out there in South Florida where he's been at for a while, no state tax out there. She'll be all right. He's going to get a good paycheck. And, um, you know, an ass whooping only lasts for so long. So he'll get over it. He'll be all right. Um, probably 
get a fight with some of the losers um, from this gauntlet that we're going to have in the heavyweight division, and he can still make some money. So this is not a make-or-break fight for Ortiz. It's a make-or-break fight for Deontay Wilder. I think he's going to have trouble early, but I think he's going he's gonna to land that dynamite. Because, Willow, as we mentioned, when Deontay Wilder connects, it don't matter where it's coming from or what kind of trajectory it's coming from when it comes from wherever it's at. As long as it lands, ask the man to burn. My man was doing a tootsie roll on the first and second rope and then crashing face first, looking like how I came home last night. So that's my prediction, Willis. Uh, I don't know if I swung you around right there by saying that how Wilder's going to be losing in the beginning, but I see Ortiz giving him problems um, early in the fight, but inevitably feeling that dynamite in the hand of the bronze bomber. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, no, you know, I know that when it comes to your favorite fighters, there comes a point where you turn on every single one of them, and Ortiz is just the latest victim, man. <laughs> and, and it just is what it is. Now, uh, we're talking about unifying. I think the, the cruiserweight belts will be unified sometime this year. I think maybe in May with that Super 6 uh, championship. So uh, that's a big deal. And hopefully Wilder and uh, and and uh, and Joshua they can get in and, and eventually do the same thing. Uh, still think yeah. So after he gets these titles with Parker, so hopefully that might not happen this year, but maybe it will. Maybe in December or something like that. Something crazy. So we might have three uh, undisputed champs uh, in 2018, and that would be that would be a big ass deal. That'd be great for boxing. Uh, but back to the fight, uh, you know, my prediction is is a pretty similar to yours, a ninth, tenth, I'm going with a tenth round uh, KO, uh, sleepy. Yeah, I think uh, think Ortiz will go to sleep. And, and I'm not surprised with, you know, you saying that he'll lose some early rounds because Ortiz is good. Ortiz is a Cuban boxer. Ortiz is very skilled, and he's just old. So, you know, he, he will be the best person that that uh, Wilder has seen and vice versa. So I won't be surprised. I would be surprised if Wilder just comes and washes him. If Wilder just comes and washes him, he needs all the credit. I don't want to hear nothing like that. Even if, And when he wins, I want to see the credit. But if he just comes and washes his old ass, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. It's just that this guy is the man. So, um, like I said, I have a 10th round sleepy Floyd KO uh, coming from, you know, something real sloppy, something real sloppy to make the U.K. guys even worse, even mad, uh, even even more mad out there. And uh, I could just see it coming. And hopefully – we can uh, unif- they'll unify these uh, belts real soon. One hundred percent, I'm with you on that, my man. One hundred percent. Well, you were telling me that we got uh, JP over here on the line. Gotta appreciate my man JP. Uh, uh, always bringing some great knowledge to the game. Uh, was checking out um, my homie Nesto over at the Boston Voice earlier this week. And I heard JP giving a call on talking about Danny Garcia, 
Sean Porter and all that good stuff. I was like, that's my man right there, man. I was chilling and heard him dropping some knowledge out there for a little bit over there. Uh, quick shout out to the homies over at the Boxing Voice, as we mentioned. Clicked up with those guys over at a fight uh, not too long ago out here in Central California. So, um, uh, much respect. And when I heard JP coming on, I was like, that, there's that dude right there. That's my guy. So, uh, if he's on with us, always a, a pleasure to have him coming on. And let's see how he's doing, man. Family, what it do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, Ashley. Shout out to your boy, uh, yeah, good good uh good afternoon to you both though, man. How how's everything? You know you guys ain't got no uh love for for the Quadras Rungvasai fight this weekend, I see. Oh, Quadras the uh the guy who had uh um he had me and uh Seattle Sime really looking at that back knee that my man had going on there. Definitely thought that my boy took care of him in a great fashion. Was not happy about the scorecards um, because the draw that they had was just a little funny to me. Um, Carlos McRoyo, I believe, took that fight, and I was just really suspect of my man's back because it was looking very, very suspicious. But, no, we're going to get to that, man. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to Joseph Diaz handling his business, uh, was it Thursday or Friday night on ESPN with a big body shot and calling out Gary Russell Jr. afterwards. We got a lot of boxing, man, but we just started off with, you know, Soren B-side, and, um, and now the big preview for Wilder Ortiz. But, hey, out here in Central California, all, all is good in RC neighborhood for sure. Um, I'm doing great. Got a little bit of a headache right now. <sighs> Been playing in the snow for the last two days. so, uh, But I'm okay right now, man. Um, Willis? Oh, I'm all good, man. You know, just another day is probably about – 72 out here. It's a little cloudy. But, you know, that's just how we do it in Houston, Texas. It's like the tropics out here. <laughs> no doubt, for sure. Glad, glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. But uh, so, uh, Wilder Ortiz, man, um, I'm afraid it's going to be more of the same in the regard of we're going to see Wilder knock this dude out. And I, I have a, the knockout in about the the seventh round, the problem is going to be is that Ortiz is going to be what he is. He's going to be a fat old dad in the ring, and that's going to be apparent, and that's the problem. <laughs> you know, now it's, it's going to be many of us who are clinging on to know, you guys said this is Luis Ortiz, he was King Kong, and but when he gets in this ring, it's going to be such a difference in skill level and just the athletes that they are at this point. I think if we if this was the three years ago Luis Ortiz, this is a twice drug failed Ortiz in probably the worst condition of his career. I, 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 I'm assuming that. I don't know that for a fact. But uh, just what I've seen leading into the fight, he doesn't look to be in great condition. I don't know. The, the last fight he had, he looked horrible. And I think we're seeing Wilder peaking. You know, the Wilder is kind of a uh, a really raw fighter. So Wilder has really been learning on the job for the last five years. So we're we're finding a guy that is feels he's um kind of kind of molded his craft, and now he's doing things outside the craft just to make himself more awkward. That's why you see this new thing with this lateral movement. You know, you didn't see that at first. He was just standing straight up and down and sticking to the script. Now he feels like, okay, I got that in the bag. Now let me add some repertoire and use my athleticism combined with that and make it more tricky for these bigger heavyweights. But um, 
I just think we're going to see more of the same. People are going to discredit them, but the discredit is going to come on the account of how Ortiz looks. I think Ortiz doesn't even have the tank to go 10 rounds at this point at a high level. And for that, Wilder's going to, you know, kind of jab him to sleep a bit, you know, and it's going to look sloppy like Willis said, but then he's going to rock him. And it may not be a KO, maybe a TKO, but the, the, whether it's a TKO or a KO, the KO is going to be because he's too fucking fat and tired to get up. And that's how I got it, man. And Wilder, I have him out of there by seven, and it'll be more the same, more to discredit, like, oh, he was a bum, and we'll be here arguing, but you said it was Ortiz. No, for sure, for sure. I feel you on that, man. Um, it, it, it could swing a lot of people certain ways and all this and that. And, um, you know, um, I, I got a, um, a, a, a inside source with Deontay – or not Deontay, with uh, Luis Ortiz's team out there in Miami. Um, one of my boys is in his camp, and they've uh, been sending me a lot of stuff with Ortiz training early in the morning, you know, running, running football drills and shit like that. Um, he's really busting his ass right now, but I think that's probably him um, going to give that excuse of overtraining. That's why he wasn't prepared for the fight. Um, but we'll see how that works, man. I, I definitely think that he doesn't have the gas to go the distance like that. Deontay Wilder definitely a, a, in really good shape. If he doesn't have any hand injuries, he'll be all right. But we'll, we'll see how that yeah, works. Yeah, I, 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 I don't really... see. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, I... Hey, yeah, I don't see uh, I don't see Ortiz out here bullshitting. Um, I see him coming in at the best shape that he can be. Now, you know, JP might be right that he comes in looking flabby and sick, but I don't think it's because he's gonna be out. He's out there bullshitting. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, if a man's out here taking uh, quote unquote uh, high blood uh, blood pressure pills, he's serious about uh, winning this fight. So, you know. We're going to see the best old-ass Ortiz we can see. So if, if somebody's got discredit, it is what it is. You know, this isn't the 90s or the 80s heavyweights. None of these guys are that, are, that, are that good, you know. So, you know, the credit will come. I don't care what they say. I'm going to, I'm going to keep an uh, objective look at this, and I'll let you know, just like the Groves fight, when I said Groves proved nothing to me, he's still the same where he is. And if, if – uh, if Wilder goes out there and does the same thing, I'll let you know. But if he knocks him out, I don't care how old he is. These guys are heavyweights. Foreman won the championship at 59, or however old he was. So I don't want to hear it, um, but they are. JP is right. The naysayers, the uh, the UK uh, Joshua uh, guys, they will they will have an excuse for this KO. But their time will be coming soon. Oh man, the uh the, the the AJ the AJ cult for sure, for sure. Um JP, one thing I was telling Willis was that never wanna look past an opponent. Deontay Wilder calls it window shopping by looking through an opponent. Now, I I'm not much concerned, but I would say that I have a, a slight level of concern with Deontay Wilder kinda looking forward a little bit because we've seen these upsets happen in boxing and can Luis Ortiz put Deontay Wilder out, well, history shows that he definitely has the skill and power to do so. Uh, w- would you have any bit of concern on Deontay Wilder's part by looking ahead, so to speak? And, um, I mean, given Luis Ortiz's respect, 
he's done that, but has it been a lot? Not really. Um, any cause for concern if you were, say, the trainer or in Team Wilder from these kind of um, things going on, especially the, the outside shit of boxing? I think Deontay Wilder's on that uh, Housewife show or whatever that shit is. Too sure. But he's got a lot going on right now. Um, any cause for concern because of that? Uh, no cause for concern at all. I think, like I said, Deontay Wilder's in his prime. Uh, Luis Ortiz has been out the ring, at least at any competitive level, for up to two years now. He's on that, uh, he got that Dominican birth certificate, so ain't no telling how old he is. So, man, no cause for concern at all. Um, He doesn't even have the physical conditioning to go 10 rounds, let alone 12. So, that said, Wilder could. I mean, if he want to drag us all the way to the fucking 11th round, he could. You know, and we watch a sloppy jab show, and, you know, he just stays away from him, and Luis looks lumbering and sloppy. But that could that could happen. But I, I just think you know, he's just – what we'll see is just the levels between them. And like uh, Willa said, I believe Luis is coming to fight, you know, but I believe – the the age at this point has diminished them or the uh the rust, the time out the ring and we're just getting a wilder that I think is peaking. You know, and a guy we you know wilder we've seen a lot. The guy was learning on the job a lot of this time, man. And I just think now we're we're seeing a guy who's more confident, um, who who's kind of filled out some I feel over the years. His legs don't seem as unstable as they used to. I don't worry about him pulling back with his head up as much as I used to and getting caught like that. So I just feel like, you know, at this point, there's a drastic difference in, the, um, you know, just the fighters themselves and where they are. And uh, I think there's no cause for concern. Right on, man. Right on. No cause for concern. I think we all see it going the same way. Um, I was saying that the KO somewhere around the 6th and 7th, uh, JP got the 7th. Um, well, I know you think that he's going to stop him too somewhere in the later rounds, nine or something like that, I believe. Um, it, it's really one of those fights where you just can't put too much stock in a guy like Ortiz, um, especially me coming, coming throughout the guy's early part of his career, you know, five, six years ago, whatever like that. Um, you know, even some of the homies, as I mentioned, um, involved in his camp going to be giving me shit for this prediction, <laughs> you know, um, but Hey, call a spade a spade and uh, call it how I see it with no favoritism involved in my judgment of boxing, as we mentioned earlier, with some of the false profits put out there by the Mexican fan base thinking that someone B-side got away with a robbery yesterday. So none of that stuff coming from me. We all got it a knockout around the table. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see how it turns out to be. And that one for sure will do big numbers because people know who the fuck Deontay Wilder is out here. So uh, we'll see how that one gets down. Um, but JP mentioned a fight that was uh, on the undercard with Mr. Quadras and Carlos McRoyu. Another another boxing man's fight. Very good. Um, very good fight to lead up the main Hey, event. before we uh, hey, hey RC, before we go on, let's uh, we had the boy Janelle's on the line. Uh, oh, I I thought you yeah. said that he was gone now. My bad. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if he was still. Yeah, yeah, did he? So yeah, we definitely. Handle that. Alright. Alright, let's bring them in. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for these two warriors. Both making their professional debut. Fantastic crap. 
judges scored this bout 29-28. Your winner by split decision. From the red corner, Janelle Parkinson. Yeah. Hello, Janelle, you on there? Guy. Hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going? What's going, what's going on, on guys? How you doing? Nah, I'm, a, the, I'm uh, pretty good. <laughs> nah, what's going on, man? Nah, um, I was about to say, man. You <laughs> playing with me, Janelle. I'm like, oh, man, who done got my man's phone over here? What have you Mr. done with Janelle, what's bro? going on, guys? You got me on the phone? <laughs> hey, well, nah, what's going on, man? Uh, well, did you, I mean, I know you've seen Janelle a couple weeks ago. Did you, um, might have hooked him up with some of your, uh, prescriptive goodies over there because Janelle real funny this morning. <laughs> oh, man. No, oh, you're yeah, talking about the Wilder. Uh, well, yeah, my prediction yeah, uh, on this uh, Wilder-Ortiz fight, I could see this fight. Okay, one thing that always uh, uh, tickles me about Wilder, Wilder's like a Thurman in a way. He's kind of an immature fighter because he has confidence in his punching power. I mean, guys don't really – I mean, Wilder's like Thurman where – Okay, now he doesn't set up his knockouts. He goes looking for knockouts. And that's going to be detrimental to him in the future. And this fight is going to cost him. I think he's going to really punch himself out. Or he's going to make mistakes early in the fight. Or he's not punch himself out. And Ortiz is going to capitalize off of it. And, uh, but, by the, but by the second half, I think Wilder will uh, basically uh, settle in. I don't think he's going to knock him out. I really think Ortiz is going to really settle. He. I think he knows that Wilder goes looking for knockouts rather than setting up his knockouts, and that could always punch a guy out. That could always make a guy make mistakes, as it did with Foreman and Ali, as it did with Tyson and Evander Holyfield. I mean, guys that don't set up knockouts, you know, I mean, they wind up either, either punching themselves out or they make a lot of mistakes where they can be countered. And I could see Ortiz capitalizing off that over the first few rounds. But I think by the second half of the fight, I think oh, Wilder's going to settle in because I don't think Ortiz gonna, uh, can knock Wilder out. So by the second half, I think he gonna really slow down and start using his jab a little more, and listen to his corner, his instructions, and, and I think he's gonna win a comfortable decision. I don't think he's knocking Ortiz out. I just, I just don't see that happening. But I mean, like I said no. about Wilder, Wilder is exactly like Thurman. Actually, he's even more wilder than Thurman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you know, I mean, he doesn't set up his knockouts. Except, and, and with except Thurman, he, I mean, Thurman does a lot out, as well. Man. Yes, yes, they can knock you out, but against a real seasoned guy who knows how to make guys, huh? I, Thurman isn't knocking boys out anymore. I think Wilder, Wilder is. Wilder's a heavyweight. He's got that one punch power. Him and Adonis Stevenson have one punch power. I'm saying, but a real split, knockout. I think Ortiz got the classic boxing skills to make Wilder miss. I think he's got he's got the boxing skills to make him miss and make him pay. And uh, he's probably forty five really, years old. I understand his age. This is why I say that he's going to get exhausted by, like, the uh, uh, like sixth, eighth round, and I see Wilder start jabbing him to death and win a comfortable decision uh, uh, by then. I just don't think he's going to knock Ortiz out. I think he's going to waste all his power shots uh, uh, looking for early knockout. That's what I could truly see happening. And with Thurman, I haven't played a time with Thurman. Uh, the Italian dude that he fought, I mean, if you could take, either take Thurman's power or make him miss, he always looks sluggish come second half of the fight. He always looks sluggish. He got to regroup his en- and get his energy. But same thing with Canelo. And Wilder's the same. But not Wilder. Well. No, 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 no. 
No, 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 no. no. Yes, he is the same Wilder way. He's not, the same way. Wilder is not one of those way. guys. He jabs. Yes, he, he is. Jabs to burn he's Stevenson even wilder. To death for twelve. No, no, he is wilder. No, no, no. I'm talking about as far as slowing down in the second round. He, I mean, in the second no, part of the fight, he does not. He does a really not do good that. Boxer against a really good. Yeah, yes, yes, he does. You saying he, he will? You said he went against who? So the his Ooh, his. Oh, damn, what was that <laughs> fucking fucking heavyweight thing? Ha. Uh, Stevenson, he jabbed him. He jabbed him for the uh, not Stevenson. Uh, Severn, the first fight, he just jabbed him the whole fight. He didn't. Uh, he, he never got tired. He's not that type of guy. He slowed. You know, he, he, he slowed, might slow down a little, down. but he's he not. He slowed his pace down because he was looking for knockouts early. I mean, he, he was looking for a knockout early and he couldn't get it. I'm t- I'm well, telling you, against the real fight, good he boxer, got the knockout. If it wasn't the, the first Severn fight, he got the knockout. Yeah, but if, we, if you're not talking. Right, but if you're not talking about the Stavern fight, whatever fight you're talking about, he got the knockout. In the, in you the said second one fight. fight right? No, no, no. You said like one fight. You were trying to remember what fight he didn't yeah, look yeah, good yeah, against. Yeah. And I'm saying whatever fight that was, if it wasn't the Stavern first fight, he got the knockout. So it really don't matter. I'm just. But we we all well, think he's matters, gonna win. I so, mean. It we matters as far win. as, okay, if you're fighting a really good boxer that knows what he's doing, that knows how to make you miss and, and make you pay, it will matter is what I'm saying. I'll say Thurman. All right, Thurman kept winning his fight. He's kept winning Who the fights that? and all, but I'm saying there was times where he didn't get his early knockout, and he, and he slowed down his pace. He slowed, he had to get his energy back because he wasted all his power shots early in the fight. I mean, I mean against a good enough boxer, I mean, it, it will matter. It will matter. And, eventually, and it will matter. Quick. It mattered with George Foreman. Eventually, it yeah. mattered with Foreman when he ran to Muhammad Ali. It didn't matter hey, in, in all the other matches. But, 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 but Ali, who they able to take his power, make him miss, and make him pay. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Ali's nowhere near the strongest guy that Foreman fought, but he's the only one who knocked Foreman out. Now, I'm just saying eventually, <laughs> um, it will matter in this fight for the sense that he's not going to get the knockout. But he will win a comfortable decision. I'm not saying he's going to lose. He's going to win this fight, but I just don't see him. I really think that he's going to have problems early in the fight where that he's not going to get his knockout and, and all his power shots are going to be wasted early in the fight. Um, Canelo does it as well. Thurman does it. Wilder will do it in this fight. Um, he's going to win. I'm not saying he's going to lose. He's going to win. Oh, you have decision. I'm, I, I'm calling that. But it's going to matter at times because he's going to get sluggish after a while until he gets energy back. That's just all I'm saying. I'm not da- I'm not dogging your boy. I know how sensitive you get, Willow. I'm not dogging your boy. Emotional. Oh no no no! Perhaps. I just know. No no no! It's just this is how it is. This is how I do every uh, American black fighter with you, Janelle, because you know you have a you have a tendency to just go against the grain when it comes to you know nah, our brothers. I'm picking the guy to win. We all picking the win. I'm just saying he's not gonna score a knockout. I know. I'm JP. I know what I mean. I know JP knows what I mean about Wilder. I know he knows what I'm talking about. He sees he sees these same factors that I've been talking about. I know he does. Uh, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. But um, I just don't see Luis Ortiz at this point evading any shots or having any boxing style to. He's old and fat, man. And this is heavy. I understand that, but he ain't any chambers or nothing like that. True, true. I'm, I'm, I mean, Eddie Chambers was that guy that, I mean, he was, even though he was fat and, and uh, sloppy himself, but, I mean, 
I just think it's gonna matter when he's not gonna get a knockout. That's just all I'm saying. I think you know, I think his knockouts. Huh? You think he can make it twelve, Janelle? You think he can go twelve? I mean, okay. In the last four rounds, it's basically all survival mode, and he's just gonna be blocking shots and eating jabs. I mean, that's what I see happening. But as far as fighting hard for twelve, no, he's not gonna fight hard twelve rounds. But he will like keep his hands up for the last four rounds, and he's gonna eat, he's gonna eat level all night, but not anything powerful that was, was wasted early in the fight. I don't even know if you can get away with fighting Wilder like that because eventually that right hand's going to get between that guard. I don't know if you can even do that. I, I, hey, I've seen plenty of guys. I mean, I've seen plenty of times where Wilder wasted shots looking sloppy and shit. It's like eventually, eventually somebody's going to take advantage of that. Eventually somebody will. But they, Yeah, I've seen it too, but I ain't seen nobody go 12. Don't nobody make it 12. You know, you got to – that that thing where you lay against the ropes and kind of use a high guard, uh, not with Wilder, man. I don't know. That's risky because that thing long, and it come from you know that bomb come from a little distance too, and you worried about that jab. I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I really don't see it. But we'll see. That's the beauty of it. We'll see in a short amount of time. It's coming up. It's right around the corner. We'll see. I mean, go see what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, man. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, throughout the history of boxing, this would always happen when you had those guys who had confidence and that puncher power would just uh, go looking for knockouts. Eventually, you're going to run into somebody who is going to even make you miss or you're gonna, uh, take your shots and take you in deep waters. Yeah, I mean, and uh, only I guy, just think... Only, only, guy that, uh, only guy that can do that is Fury, and he ain't fighting no more, more than likely. So... This is a reign of week. I think Joshua is actually preparing for Wilder right now as we speak. It might not happen for another two more years, but in this two years, I think Josh was actually preparing for him right now, if you ask me. I think eventually fight will happen, Easy but he's going to, you know what I'm saying, he's going to, I mean, I mean, you can say he's ducking right now, but it's like how Canelo and Triple G was. Everybody thought, okay, Canelo would never fight Triple G, but I think the whole time he was actually preparing for Triple G, just fighting guys that oh, was nowhere near, uh, I had a chance on beating him. And letting him get older, and at the same time, he was prepared for him. He had a game plan for him, and you kind of saw his game plan at the time for Triple G. You kind of saw it, and I think that's what Josh was doing right now with Wilder. He's just not going to jump into that, but he's going to. I mean, I mean, next two years is just basically all preparation for Wilder. Basically, it's going to be the biggest heavyweight fight in a long time. I think that's exactly what's going on. Well, there it is, man. There it is. I, 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 what I was trying to say to your point, Janelle, was um, how he, Thurman starts off um, getting a lot of his power shots in and then slows down. Um, you know, that's not something that's opinionated. That's something that Keith Thurman has been on record saying that his former trainer, Ben Getty, RIP, told him that the game plan for his fights was to come out and make them feel your power and make them find out if they want to go 12 rounds through some of these heavy hands that you got. So that's actually um, an actual factual, so to speak, for Keith Thurman's game plan coming out early, throwing them bombs, and then slowing down later on in fights, possibly leaving himself vulnerable to some of those body shots we've seen him turn away from and evade in a very high regard as far as when he turns his back to guys like he did Sean Porter and um, Louis Colazzo. So, uh, good point there, my man. Um, but I can't wait for this heavyweight fight. This one's got a lot of build up to it and a lot of hype. The hardcore fans are going to be all over it. 
And uh, we'll, we'll see the progression of Deontay Wilder. Mentioned years back, uh, two years back, something like that, how the possibility of Deontay Wilder being a late bloomer is in the game because the guy did start boxing at an old age um, and really it showed. But when he got the talent that he has, size that he has, not only can you make some money in this sport, but you can cement a legacy from where Deontay Wilder is going from right now. Um, people could throw some some uh, salt at him and some shade at him if they'd like because of all of the voluntary defenses that he's had. But, hey, bottom line is picking up business right now, calling out the top guy in the division, facing a guy that's one of the most feared guys in the division, and looking for unification. So call it whatever you want about a record that might not be as appealing to boxing fans compared to another resume that a different fighter has going through a murderer's row where all those people that want to bring up old YouTube clips of Deontay Wilder getting stunned by a butter-bean-looking dude in the ring. It's okay because the moment of truth happens this Saturday coming up, fellas. And it's going to lead up to the playoff-style gauntlet that we're going to have in the heavyweight division, and I'm excited as hell for it, man. Um, One thing I was really excited for was the undercard of the fight. One, Jamal Charlo coming out the lion's den, as they like to say, lions only, in one of the more competitive gyms out there in the game with the two Charlo brothers, Earl Spence, and Texas boys doing work. Um, was looking forward to that on the undercard, but, you know, due to unfortunate circumstances, the fight ain't going to happen. It got postponed, and we'll see that fight at a later date. Really shitty, but, you know, stuff happens when uh, you got stuff going on in camp like that. And, um, you know, it's just a part of the game. So uh, we will definitely be seeing that fight happen, but it is postponed. Um, you know, Hugo Santos Jr. suffered a uh, a rib injury, but it came on uh, came on record saying that everything will be back on track in two weeks and that the fight will still happen. This is one of those unfortunate things we get in the game, um, postponed moments, but I'd rather have the fight postponed and see both fighters at 100% than to see a man try to suck up the pain, especially with a rib injury, man. I don't know if anybody's ever had bruised ribs um, or even broken ribs. That's rough, man, because, you know, everything goes through the rib cage, man, and and it's hard to breathe, hard to eat, shit like that. So I'd rather see these guys at 100% at a later date than to see Maul Charlo pick on a wounded animal smelling blood in the water and things like that, even though I'm pretty sure we're going to see Big Maul Charlo get to work on the body early, knowing that this guy's got a uh, a rib injury, you know, weeks before whenever the fight gets uh, gets uh, dated. But uh was looking forward to that one. We'll see what they do for the undercard of the, of the fight now. But uh, it just happens in the game. Well, I know you were probably excited to see your man uh, go out there and hold it down for Texas out there because – those Charlo's been doing some work, man, and I think that Hugo Santos Jr. was going to be thrown in the lion's den with a whole lot of 
meat around him, <laughs> so to speak, you know, um, shitty situation, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I mean, what, what's he supposed to do, you know? So, uh, I know that's your man, Willa. We'll see how it goes, but, um, Hey, shit happens. Yeah. You know, shit happens. Uh, he said two weeks, so it is what it is, man. You're not trying to fight, uh, these guys, these Charlo brothers dropping these, uh, you know, ace town bombs, you know, so, we ain't catching those body shots like that with no messed up ribs. So you got to do what you got to do. Uh, that's just another couple of weeks. So we'll see. We'll see when it's uh, when when the fight's gonna happen. A little, a little. Um, you know, it's messed up that that did happen because now the undercard is looking real trashy. Uh, very trashy. I was just looking at it earlier. I didn't see any fights. I think Andre Durrell is the next guy fighting. So. Uh, yeah. So um yeah. So yeah, so it 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 went to trash but shit happens. No big deal. I did see like I saw it on uh Instagram. Uh man, what's the uh I think he's the Russian guy. Man, he they were they were talking shit. He was talking shit to this Russian Russian fighter. I want to say his name starts with an M. I can't remember his name now all of a sudden. But I think he's uh he might be a I don't know. I don't know. He was just calling him a pussy, and they were gonna slap. He was gonna slap him around. I think this was Jamel Charlo doing this. So it was a little. I think more to Vise, more to some. I can't. I'm trying to think of his name. It's like a Russian guy, but he's sort of pale. I don't know. But they were talking shit on the on Instagram to each other. I saw. Found that hilarious that I caught that. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. He's got his ribs yeah. hurt. Nobody wants to fight the Charlos <laughs> with their with their ribs a little bruised like that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the Charlos are making a lot of noise right now. Um, but Boo Boo Andrade don't seem like he's worried about those guys. So we'll see how that works out. We got They, they definitely got some – they got a mystique about them for sure. And their highlights they've been putting out has been pretty pretty vicious. But there's always that somebody for that somebody. But in this case, there's two of those somebodies being twins and both Charlos. But, hey, man, can't – can't be mad at anything that these dudes is putting up. They're just a little, they're just a little ahead of themselves right now, but deservedly so, you know, taking care of business. So, um, but um, want to go to my man coming from the Pacific Northwest right now, a guy that we tend to be on the opposite side of the fence every single time. But I think that we might be on the same part of the fence with this day. Um, fine. Real quick, we were covering the Wilder-Ortiz fight, and we talked about the Sora and V-Side fight against Estrada. Whichever one you want to get on to first, let's hear what you got to say because you're always one of the most outspoken, opinionated figures on the podcast from where we came from and where we are now. Sam, how you doing, my man? What's going on? Uh, I'll keep it quick just because um... – a lot to bring up, but not a lot of time. I mean, uh, you know, I you know I heard Janelle talking or whatever. You know, my advice would be just it, there's no point in arguing with Janelle because he's gonna get his punches off, but then he's never gonna want you to counter punch. So just just let it go. Just let him talk. Let him feel good. You know what I mean? He's my guy, Janelle, but I know how Janelle is. His way of winning is. <laughs> He's going to hit you and grab you. He's not going to let you throw back. So just 
No point in even doing it. But, uh, you know, as far as um, Soren Visa, you know, I mean, when did he get a name change? Because what I saw last night was Manny Pacquiao got his first win over Juan Manuel Marquez, legitimately. You know? <laughs> okay. Shout out to okay. him. <laughs> it took you five times, but you got one. You know? And you made me money last night. So, you know, good looking out, man. But um, I, I would like to see a sixth fight if possible. You know, I think Marquez would win the sixth fight. Uh, I think he started a little bit too slow, but I think he, uh, you know, I just think he's the better fighter. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, Pacquiao, you know, he, he, he got the early rounds, and um, he didn't lose enough of the later rounds to where you could actually say he lost. And even in the rounds right. that uh, Marquez was winning, and I don't care what anybody says, that was Pacquiao-Marquez last night. Uh, even the one, rounds he was winning, he was still getting hit by some heavy shots by Pacquiao, you know? People don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Some heavy shots. You know, he got a lot, a little bit off more, but he was getting hit a lot even in the rounds he won. Uh, Pacquiao clearly had the more power, you know? But, um, clearly. you know, um, as far as the, you know, the undercard, you know, Niet- Nietes, I think I'm saying it right, he just beat the hell out of him, beat down. You know, um, of his mandatory opponent. And Quadras, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. We got to start asking questions. I know sometimes Uh you can get get by with bad training if you're that good of a fighter. And that might be the case with Gossiev because Gossiev showed versatility and he kind of outboxed, outpunched Dortigos in the World Boxing Super Series, won that fight, and a lot of people was like, okay, Sanchez this, Sanchez that. But then you think about it, last couple of fights with Golovkin, no versatility, no adjustments, no skills. And I don't care what anybody says when I say that. The man the man might have skills, but he ain't, he ain't, sure, he ain't shown it yet. And if anybody has a problem with it, learn about boxing. Just learn about it. Triple G ain't been showing no skills, man. Real talk. He's been showing great fundamentals, a great chin, and some good power. Not great power. I wouldn't say great. If you have great power, you you landed some good shots on your last couple of opponents, top-level opponents. But then last night, Sanchez, you know, brought in, you know, Quadras. Quadras is a new trainer. I mean, uh, is a new fighter, you know, and – Quadress showed up with a whole new looking back, and you got outboxed by somebody that hasn't fought in almost two years. You might think you might have to think about a career change, homie. Real talk, you know what I mean. So um, we got to start asking questions about Abel Sanchez and Quadress. Different questions, but questions need to be asked. Is Sanchez a good trainer? Who was his supplement? individual uh, <laughs> giving Quadra yeah. what he needed to get. You know what I mean? Just, you know, just being just being real. But, you know, other guys in the past recently had a back looking like that, too. But nobody asked those same questions, too. But, hey, we know what time it is I don't on know. that. But, I don't but, know what you're um, talking about. Um, you know, I got pictures, man. I got photos. Photos for days. But, 
you know, when it you comes to Wilder to Ortiz, um, this is a fight where um, I'm picking Wilder, but there's a couple things that's going on that got me looking at it fishy. Wilder's already talking about, well, he's been talking about how he's already planning his ring entrance for Joshua's fight with Parker. So what that means is you'd be stepping in the ring after you already won and Joshua already won. Now you guys are both of the favorites, right? But we're talking about the heavyweight division. So that was very, very fishy to me. Very fishy. What What that's telling me is... Maybe the you know maybe the fix is already Brief. in. With briefcase, 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 briefcasing for Ortiz, or the other way around is maybe he's overlooking him to the point where it's uh, an upset. You know, my thing is I'm just gonna if yeah. I had to make a pick I'm just gonna go with the guy I think is gonna win. If this none of this stuff's going on, so I'm gonna go a Wilder. But that was very, very fishy to me when I read that, that you're already planning your ring entrance when you haven't even won your fight yet. That was just crazy. And, you know, uh, you know, I heard, um, you know, a couple of you guys talking about Thurman and all this stuff. You know, the thing with the, thing with the whole Thurman thing is very simple. If the guy isn't that good, why hasn't he been beat yet? This is my whole thing with Thurman. You guys say, he does this wrong. He does this wrong. He does that wrong. Well, you know, if I look hey. at the list of some of the fighters you hey, guys have, they do we, all we let you go. We, we let you go on for for long enough, man, with this nonsense. You, what you've been saying it hasn't been nonsense. But, but, no, I'm saying what you've, had, what you've been saying hasn't been nonsense, but here you go with this <laughs> nonsense. So, you know, nobody's saying these things about Keith Thurman. See, you, I just heard guy, people guy say. Like, I just heard Janelle say it. Hold on, hey, Janelle, ain't, Janelle just said he got tired. You know, everybody gives Keith Thurman his credit. We, and I think I don't know about Janelle, but I think he might think that Keith Thurman will uh, will beat Spence. You know, he's not up on Spence either. But just because I think Spence will beat Thurman does not mean I do not think that Keith Thurman is the man at the, in the division or, or the number one rank. And do I, nor do I think he does does not deserve that. He is the man. I just think he loses to a guy who then becomes the man. No, it's no disrespect I'm on towards pa- him or hey, what I'm he's done. Page with you. See, now you're jumping to conclusions. I don't think just because you think somebody can beat somebody that you're hating or this. But when you say when people say all these things about, okay, well he does this wrong, he does that wrong, and this. Okay, well, if he does all these, if he does all these things that you guys are saying he does wrong, but all these other fighters are supposedly less flawless, why haven't they beat him? All I was saying, look, all I was saying was that Thurman, he he goes looking for knockouts. He doesn't set up knockouts, and and, and there was uh, plenty of fights where, where it, it kind of cost him a lot of love endurance at times. It kind of cost him some stamina. It, it cost him no victories. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. I'm not. I'm not dogging the man. Shit, he got. Te- I mean, he got some skills that's gonna oh, oh, give Spence problems. But but and vice versa. But see, it's I'm not about. I'm seeing Thurman hurt to the body, and Spence is a really good body punch at 147. 
Athletic guys gave Spence Palmer times. Like Kel Brook. And Thurman is more athletic than Brook. So it's, it's a, hey, it's a double-edged sword. It's going to be a really good fight if it happens. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that, hey, hey at times, hey, this is what Thurman does wrong at times. I'm not saying he's not a good fighter. He's a really good fighter. I'm not dogging him, man. Shit, Spence getting, um, um, has problems as well. He has issues as well. But that's why nah, we're dying to see the fight. I, I, and, I, and that's what the see, fight game the is thing. all about, man. And that's what the no, fight game is all no, about. Exactly. You're right about that. But this is the thing. Yeah, it seems like people always want to point out certain flaws in certain fighters, but they never want to talk about the flaws in other fighters. That's all I'm saying. Look, it's a 50-50 fight. Well, it's, look, it's a 50-50 fight right now. My, my opinion on that fight is very simple. If Spence keeps fighting the way Spence is fighting, he's going to lose to Thurman. But if he starts showing versatility, a little bit more versatility defensively, offensively, then he'll beat Thurman. But if he keeps fighting the way, oh, I'm going to come forward in a high guard, and I'm going to have my head sitting straight up high, and I'm just going to come at Thurman and, and beat him. Get the fuck out of here. He's going to get clipped, bro. Real talk. That's what's going to happen. I'm just telling you all what's going to happen. If he fights the way he's fighting, he's going to lose. But if he starts showing a little bit more you know, versatility, some more wiggle upstairs where he's actually uh, slipping, um, not moving back in the front line and counterpunching, he's going to beat him. If he if he can show and, that versatility, but if he keeps fighting the way he's fighting right now, uh, Peterson will give a good fight. And what happened there? I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't. Pick, I didn't I, no, see, you like to twist my words. I didn't say that. You're still, you're still going through post traumatic. We get it. We, we're I going said you gave me the chance. <laughs> you're still That's going through post traumatic over Broner Garcia. Get, let it go, bro. Oh, come on, that bullshit. Come on, man. Come on, man. Learn about bullshit again. Come on, man. Nobody's talking about that fight, man. That fight is done deal. How about this, RC? Did I pick Peterson to win? No, we said we said Peterson had a chance. Uh, so he's so got that's good boxing skills. You want moral victories? Relax, bro. Just I'm saying, learn something. I'm saying, but you said Peterson had a chance. There was no chance in that fight. Peterson got spanked easily. Like I called it. Now here's the thing, guys. One thing. Yeah, Simon, come on here, just raise it. Come on, let's do this. Hold on, dramatic, homie. Real quick, hold on, guys. Look, here's the thing. Like. Sime always likes to categorize us by saying you guys, but we have similar things that we can agree on, but then there's certain things that we don't agree on. Look, I'll be the first one to say Keith Thurman gets criticized for what people loved a certain little guy before him for. What was that? Awkward punching, angles, shit like that. Do you smell what I'm cooking? Manny Pacquiao. Keith Thurman is a puncher that comes at awkward angles. Because, you know, what do you call him, son? Uh, um, uh, uh, off-brand or some shit like that. But he's a hippie, hippie brother. If he, uh, like you said, if he, was a, if he looked like Spence, you know, same haircut and stuff like that, pretty sure yeah, dark skin would be fade. If he was do. dark skin would have fade, he wouldn't be getting all this hate. Let's just be real. And it's not just from the fans. It's from the media and it's from boxing people. Think about it. You had the Guerreros trying to punk him. Oh, Keith Thurman, what's he, a country singer? You had Sean Porter and them saying, he faked a car accident. He don't want to fight us. Then you had the Garcia. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a B, you know, I'm going to say B-A-N. I'm going to just say that. But we know what we're talking about. What happened? Yeah. He, he humbled all the families. Thing. He humbles families. You can say whatever you want. You can say he's a ponytail, bootleg hippie. But the truth of the matter is, 
these guys look at him like he's soft. And then every time he fights them, they get humbled. That's just the truth. And I'm not even a Keith fan, but if I start hearing people say things about somebody where I think it's kind of going a little bit too far, I would defend you. And that's the case with Thurman. Hey, Simon, if I can recall, if I can recall, Simon, on the other show, you stated that Thurman had no skills. You said that once somebody could take his power in in the later rounds, they would beat him. Those are your exact words in the other show. I can pull the archives if you like. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> you forgot that? <laughs> you forgot that? Those are your hey, but you know what's so funny about that? This is how desperate Those you are. Those are your words, man. Hey, but see, hey, are you going to let me talk? Hey, hey Will, am hey, I right? Hey, 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 did you take I, your pills? Did you take your medicine today? Did you take your medicine today? For <laughs> yeah, hold on, relax. Those were your okay. words, dog. Dude. I already admitted that. Yeah, a few years ago I was like, oh, 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 oh. Oh. to me he had no skills. He never proved to me the guy you looked up to and thought he was the next Floyd. I'm not talking about him right now. I'm talking to me I can't about Thurman. No one has ever criticized Thurman the way you did on the other show. No one has. Did you just hear what I said? Did you just say what I said? Are you gonna listen? Or are you are you gonna just talk every time? I said, yeah. You, like three years ago, I was like, yeah, man, he ain't showing me no skills. But then he. Hey, y'all, completely off the rails. Yeah, guys, calm down a little bit. I know Janelle wanted his licks in on Simon. He can, and this this has been going on for a long time. Simon, Janelle, always. You know, they, they always collide at any time that they have some sort of stuff right here. Um, JP, I was going to take it to you real quick if you want to touch on some of this Thurman fiasco that he's getting to, and I'm going to take it right back to Sam because he has something that uh, I was talking to him about, this whole future matchmaking with Keith Thurman being a little bit ridiculous when you have Mauricio Sullivan talking about what mandatory Keith Thurman is going to have coming up in the future. But your thoughts on this whole take, JP? Now, hey, first of all, man, <clears throat> I find it damn near comical that the niggas say we're going to use reverse racism for Keith. You know, when do being <laughs> light-skinned, when do the fuck do being light-skinned or being more light-skinned to somebody ever not work out? You know, that usually works out. You know, so that's fucking just if the nigga had a ball fade and was dark-skinned, it would be better for him. Okay, yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I don't see that applying. Another thing I like to point out, man, look, ain't none of us biochemists. Now, we could easily look at uh, Pacquiao and say the guy went up fucking eight weight classes. That's that's outlandish. But <clears throat> I, I didn't heard dudes talk about, look at uh, Errol's glycomycemia shit, whatever the titty shit. You know, look at uh, this nigga back. You know what I mean? Come on, man. I don't know. You know that's a little too far fetched for me. But the the whole argument, whether I don't, I'm not even sure what the argument's about. But it's completely debatable. <laughs> Keith, yeah. Keith versus yeah. Arrow is completely debatable. But that whole reverse racism shit is just fucking amazing. I never heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Simon's a guy with a. Uh... A thousand conspiracies with the whole briefcase talk and all this stuff like that. Um, 
but it's just the the uh, bootleg in a cool kind of way, as you mentioned with Keith Thurman. Um, you know, just like a guy like Tim Bradley, same type of deal. Um, you know, it, it takes a little bit of, of shit from the media and things like that. You know, Adrian Broner calling him Uncle Tom and shit like that. That was pretty funny. Um, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Not even going to lie. But, uh, Simon, real quick, back to you real quick, um, without throwing uh, any extra punches at Janelle. Um, the whole matchmaking thing, since we're on the Keith Thurman subject anyway, you mentioned something to me about this because Maria Seal Solomon, WBC president, said that the mandatories for the future, he mentioned this earlier in the week, um, that Keith Thurman must fight Sean Porter and Danny Garcia back-to-back, however which way you put it, one or the other first, that will be Keith Thurman's next mandatory fight. And say he gets through those two guys again because he already beat Sean Porter and Danny Garcia. Say he comes through them again. Well, we know who's at the end of the tunnel. Earl Spence is going to be waiting for him. That's a hell of a that's a hell of a uh, fight resume in the last five fights. If he happens to get through this, or six fights counting his uh, his tune-up fight from elbow surgery. Um, any any uh comments you'd like to make on this I mean damn near murder's row schedule that Keith Thurman is going to have to face in order to possibly get his respect at the end of the day hey real quick I don't know how I said reverse race number one like you don't have to put words you know I mean I'll say what I say I'm not I'm not gonna back down from anything I said I mean it is what it is but I did bring up the Guerreros and Danny Garcia the Garcia family they ain't black what I'm saying is they feel a certain way about him because of the way they look. He looks. That's just the way I feel, and I'm not gonna back down from it. It is what it is. They when 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 they came out of them, they bring up. They called them. They called them. They called them a ban, and they said ponytail, ponytail. But when Sean Porter came in the ring, it was none of that. It was none of that. Dark, about he has a ponytail. He has a ponytail. But they called him. You, they called what, him. Okay. They called what do you him want somebody to think? Okay. okay. What? Answer this question. Why didn't the Garcias talk to the Porters like that? Because he doesn't have a ponytail. We because, don't associate oh, ponytails with the You know what? Why didn't they call him that? Because he doesn't have a ponytail. We oh don't associate well, ponytails with Tuckman. Explain to this dude what I'm trying to say. I understand. I understand they called him a bitch-ass nigga because, you know why they called him it? Because he has a fucking ponytail. That's why. Oh, we my God. We don't associate God. ponytails. Because he's got... We don't associate ponytails with... So, so you tell... So, okay. So you're trying to say right now, the only reason why they call... Are you going to put your credibility on the line right now and say, the only reason why they called him that was because he has a ponytail? No other reason. Well, look. Calling somebody a B-A-N. No, answer the is, question, be, dude. I don't want to back and forth. I want the question answered first. Dog, you see, you're taking it so personal. That's tongue-in-cheek. There's no person. That's I just want the question yeah. answered. That's all I Am want. Am I going to say, what's your question again? I'm sorry. Okay. Was the only reason why they said that was because he had a ponytail? I don't ponytail? fucking know. Is that it? I don't fucking Come know. On, I don't know. All right, okay. How the fuck is I supposed to know what the nigga totally meant? I can only take you as my interpretation of it. And, and this shit ain't could the be first time that they went at it, as far as the Garcia's importers. They've been going at it for a couple of years now, but we've never heard so, no dialogue you, like that. 
but you want to associate completely towards is because he light skinned it. No, no, I just say I just say light skin. I said he's. I said no. This is. I said he's a bootleg, light skin hippie with a ponytail. Okay, so if we're eliminating ponytail because I think it's ponytail, so we're taking ponytail out the equation. Okay, well so then we'll left? agree to disagree. That's fine. That's fine. You think it's only ponytail? Oh, okay. I think it's no, 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 no. Don't abort. Don't abort now. Don't abort now. Because you said it was oh, no, ponytail. No, I, no, I said we'll agree hold to on, disagree. Hold on, hold on. I'm not let's backing stay down. Here. Let's stay here. No, let's stay here then. Let's stay here then. So we got ponytail. You don't think it's ponytail. So what's left? Him being light-skinned, right? No, I, dude, I just said we'll agree to disagree. I think it's all. Oh, okay. I, just, I told you what it was. Right. I told you. I told you, no, you what didn't. it was right now. I said he's a bootleg. What is it? Light-skinned dude with a ponytail. <laughs> That's Hippie. what it is. Oh, exactly. I'm not. I'm not taking nothing back. I'm saying we'll agree to disagree. That's what I'm saying. You think it's just the ponytail? I think it's the other. I think it's a combination of a little, a hey, couple of things. I've got into it with Doug Fisher on Twitter many times, and you know what I said? Use a bitch with a ponytail. Period. <laughs> because he got a ponytail. He got a ponytail. <laughs> Anybody with a ponytail is getting it, man. You could be dark as fuck with a ponytail. You could be Wesley Snipes with a ponytail. You getting called a bitch. Okay, but are you Puerto Rican? <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm dark-skinned, so you I may not feel the You know it's different when a Puerto Rican says that to a brother. Even if he's half. Oh. Even if he's hippie. Even if he's bootleg. Even if he has a ponytail. There's a difference. Oh, I don't That's know. I don't point. know that dynamic. I don't oh, know that now. Willa, I, come on, I don't know that dynamic. I'm saying... I'm saying the fact that they were willing to step to that level. Like, let, what I mean is, if you would have said that to him, okay, but, you know, you're not being Puerto Rican. These these are Puerto Ricans that just stepped to the table and said, look, this is what it is. You know what I mean? Mm. The Guerreros, they didn't say know. nothing like that. But they came at him crazy. They thought the Porters, you know, the Porters, they were, you know, they said he, he faked a car accident. And, you know, I'll say this, you know, just me being fair, the car accident didn't look fishy. But they made it seem like the whole time he was scared. But Thurman didn't fight him like a guy that was scared. Yeah, he got hurt to the body one time and ran. But he was hurting that. Mo- he was hurting Porter more than Porter hurt him. Real talk. Man, I, I just think that ponytail does not serve the toughness in no way, shape, or form. <laughs> and uh, no way you cut hey, it, man. It, tail- could be, hey, it could be just ponytail. I'm just saying. But I'm talking about... <laughs> You got people from all wavelengths coming at them like that. That's what I mean. That's why when you said reverse racism, I, was, I wasn't really, like, getting there. What I'm saying is you got people from everywhere coming at Thurman this way. And I'm just like, come on, man. I just don't believe if Thurman looked that – if Thurman – I think that the reason why a lot of people come at him is because he looks that way. I don't feel it would be the case if he didn't look that way. Mm. I don't really. I just, I never know people came at him. I've never thought I, when I first started being Thurman, I had to get over the ponytail, of course. And then after I got over that, I've always thought of him as a, a tough down motherfucker who's ready to get it on. And so until now, we have Arrow pulling his card. Arrow's pulling that whole card, and that's only to be served when you're at the top of the mountain, which he is. But and so so now we gotta reanalyze and see what he does with someone finally pulling his coattail now. He was the coattail puller. Now he's the guy getting his tail pulled. So, yeah, no, I've never thought about it like that. So that thought is kind of foreign to me. 
And I like Spence calling him out. But my thing is, my whole thing about the Spence calling him out thing is because, you know, a lot of fighters, they like doing the calling out, but they don't like being called out. And that's a little bit of a, a little bit of what's going on with Spence. But, oh, yeah. but um, you know, but with uh, Thurman, my thing is, okay, oh, he's scared if he doesn't fight Spence coming straight off layoff. I'm like, come on, man. That that that's a little bit too much. Let him get a, you know, let me let him get a fight in, and then we'll see what happens. But people saying he needs to fight him right away and all this stuff. That's where it's a little bit extreme. But no, I like Spence calling him out. I wish everybody would call each other out because at that point you could put everybody, you know, you could put everybody on notice. Like, look, this guy wants to fight you. What do you want to do about it? But it is it is funny to me how Spence don't Thurman ain't the only person he's called out. But that's the only guy that people want to, like, put the flashlight on and the spotlight and be like, why won't you fight him? It's like, he's called out Danny and Porter, but Danny and Porter haven't had surgery. They haven't had no reason not to fight Spence. You see what I'm saying? Like, they could have easily had a fight with Spence already by now. But it hasn't happened. But none of them niggas got belts. But he's got to fight somebody. Spence can't just stay laid off. He wants to stay busy. To stay no, I feel you. Make money. I'm just saying that's why. You know, I feel you. I feel hey, what you're hey, saying. Willa, you're Willa, real sense. quick, real, real quick, Willa, uh, you being a you being a dark skinned brother and all that, do you find any sort of justice that or any kind of uh, reading between the lines of what Simon's talking about with the sort of criticism that Keith Thurman is getting because of the light skin uh, incense of a hippie that he has in his home or gym? With the uh, 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 you know the the um, bootleg in a kind of cool way that Keith Thurman has, do you see any kind of that being a reason why Keith Thurman gets some of this hate because he's getting that Floyd Mayweather treatment when Manny Pacquiao was on the rise about fight this guy, why don't you fight him? And and you could tell Keith Thurman is getting really annoyed about hearing all this Spence talk and everybody else. They're making it seem like his resume is dog shit right now when he really has the best resume of all the welterweights right now. Hey, I. I I, I see exactly where I see where Simon's coming from, but I think at the end of the day, uh, JP and Simon are correct. Uh, I think the the final straw is the ponytail. You know, if Keith Thurman might, if Keith Thurman himself was faded up with, you know, or even even when Keith Thurman had the braids. Remember, Keith Thurman had the cornrows. I don't think he was getting that dis that that, that much disrespect. But he came back hey, about- after his little uh, when he. When he took his first little to hiatus, he he came back as a hippie. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off, Willa, but real quick, what about see that's we talk about the the ponytail and the cornrows, but what about the wild caveman hair that he had damn near permed out when he was uh, at the face off with Danny Garcia because he looked like uh, he looked like a straight savage from back in like you yeah, know I think, caveman yeah, times. Yeah, I think they were cool with that. I think it's just the puffy. Now he's yeah. coming back with the slick look, with the you know. And I think it, at the end of the day, it's because you know a lot of the hate from from uh from from the brothers is because he's light skinned, list with the ponytail. It all goes but Willa, together. Answer the real if he question. was dark, answer the real what is, question. That is the real question. One I on mean, one, I'm gonna ask you a one on one real question. Let's okay. let's re recalibrate the the scene. They're in New York. They're announcing the fight, Thurman versus Danny Garcia. Do they call him that word if he's dark-skinned, it would have fade? <laughs> no, 
but they might no, they're not. Exactly. But they're not. They might not call exactly. it. But they might not call it if he's light skinned with the fade, you know. But if he's dark skinned with the ponytail, okay, they okay. still might do okay. it, you know. Okay, okay. I'm gonna you know, give you guys. I don't. The ponytail. I'm gonna give you guys a little bit yeah. more credit for the ponytail part of it. It might yeah, be the, the ponytail. ponytail. Might be the yeah. The ponytail is what caps it off. He's light skinned. He might get it. But I think you know his, his more his chances of getting it more of being light skin. He doesn't get it. You know it. He's not. Yeah, if he's dark skin, he's not getting a dark skin ball fade. You know, holding yourself like you know, just even like Sean Porter does. With even the like Bradley. The they're not you even calling Bradley that. Yeah, yeah, they're not even calling Bradley that. But he's <laughs> light skin. They're probably not going to call him that. But when you add the ponytail. You know, everybody sort of, you know, everybody feels that way about Keith Thurman. And it is, it, it just is what it is. This is the persona he decided to take. This is the, t- he had cornrows. He had the straight perm. He decided to go slick back. You know, he's already got the list. He's already light skinned. But then he's adding the ponytail. And, and, and that's just on him, man. So we can't, the hey, that's new. That's another, he knew that's another thing a big one. Criteria. Yeah, I forgot that's a big list. one. That's a good point by Willa, that list. That list throws me off too, for sure. That's a good point. Is JP still on the line? I, I want to tell him uh, I'm still going to agree to disagree, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to take what you said about the ponytail with more consideration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and I'm trying to think like, was there ever a a, a, a nigga in history of the world that was cool with a ponytail, dark skin or light skin? <laughs> Any nigga you can think of, like. I can't think. In reality, man. In reality, that's just. I mean, uh, uh, Garcia just acting him, and he's just, you know, he's just being a. I mean, how many people will really say some shit at at a press conference other than other than Garcia? I mean, really, uh, Angel Garcia. I mean, really. But my point is, just last week, the Porters got in the ring, which is, you know, kind of like you know the unwritten rules in boxing, like you don't do that. You know what I mean? They got in the ring. Well, honestly, man, man we didn't I call anything people like bitch-ass niggas before on the basketball court who who's even darker than me. If I'm up to fight somebody, I mean, hey, that shit I, is just tongue and cheek. That's on the East Coast. East Coast, it's just it's just all way of speaking at times, man. You could be talking to your friend, like you could be talking to your boy friend, and then I'm big, too, called Biggie, a bitch-ass nigga. I'm the I'm the biggest person. I mean, really, man. Yeah, you talk around. Yeah, we're talking about Puerto Ricans. I'm gonna call you a bitch ass nigga. What I mean is, all these coasts, Puerto Ricans are black. I mean, I mean, really, and they are black over here. I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, I feel like it's just not from there. How it is over here? Hey, but he didn't say it. He didn't say a word the other week though. Was that last week? No, two weeks ago. He didn't say one word. Exactly, Willa. They stepped in the ring though, dude. They stepped in the ring and they were like, "What's good?" And they, hey, you know, they did the whole like, "We can take it to the streets and we'll come to your gym," which is kind of a sign that you don't really want to fight when you can fight and hey. make money. But then you talk about not fighting. I mean, fighting and not making money—that's a little fishy. But my point is, they didn't take it to no level close to what they took it to Thurman with. That's what I'm saying. You lie. You lie because he called him. Hey, people tried to put some. Because, uh, I mean, it was because more they called him. Try to get to his head, I guess. He tried to get to his head. Go ahead, go ahead, hey, JP. Yeah, go ahead, JP. Garcia called. Garcia called Sean Porter. Sean Porter boy. So people tried to put like. 
put some like little smoke on that because he ah. told him like get, get out of here, boy. So that could if if you want to put something on that, that could be considered way worse than calling him a bitch ass nigga. You know, I might call my best friend a bitch ass nigga for hurrying up and getting home for his wife get home or some shit. You know what I'm saying? So that that <laughs> that could be a, a damn damn near endearing with me. You know what I mean? So. But, the, you know, motherfuckers try to put a little smoke on that boy thing. And now if somebody really do that, that could be considered really out of line. Now let Caleb Plant call somebody boy. It's a different goddamn thing going on. Jesse Jackson fucking around be out in a wheelchair. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, that's, that's funny. Good, good, good point. Yeah, but, you know, you know how they say some terms of what you say are up for separate um for perception, you know what I'm saying? Like how you take it, and with that, it's that can be looked at as maybe, maybe not. When you say that to Thurman, there's no up for interpretation. You know what I mean? That is what it is. So that's a little bit different. What he said was clear and cut. Cut. He told him what he what he thought he was, and you know that you know that's Thurman. And then when Porter's came in the ring, and we also know one thing about Sean Porter. When Sean Porter comes to you, Daddy's right behind him. So it's it's fighter versus fighter and it's daddy versus daddy. So it would have been Kenny versus Angel. And I mean, in all actuality, in all actuality, I mean, I mean, how many times have you seen? Um, um Dan, I love the train of thought. Um, uh, uh, basically, a hey, Thurman is just getting it right now because uh, Spence is probably his most dangerous opponent. It's like Floyd was taken from Pacquiao for years, for like five years. And he was being called every name in the book. If you look on Facebook chat rooms or online, all types of people, even black folks are calling him a pussy this and pussy that for not fighting Pacquiao back when he came out of retirement. So it just is what it is. This happens in boxing, man. I mean, and Floyd was called every name in the book from a coon, all that shit. And again, some of that is his fault because the way he acts, trying to sell fights or whatever. So it is kind of his fault. But on the same note, I mean, um, it is what it is. I mean, hey, it's just that it's just that Thurman and Spence is probably the biggest fight in boxing right now, if you ask me. I mean, both guys in the prime of their career, both guys. And Thurman right now is the man at 147. So when you say about how or how come Spence isn't calling out Porter and those guys, I, I, those guys aren't the man. I mean, Thurman is. And nobody would dispute that. Even Spence wouldn't dispute it. But, yeah, he wants that title as D-man. So it's like, so it's like hey, he wants that fight, man. It, it just is what it is. I mean, this is I mean, I mean, this is boxing, man. Nothing new. I mean, Bernard Hopkins said that Joe Kawasaki was ten times worse. If you ask me. No, for sure. And 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 there's always the thing when it comes to certain dialects of what people say and whatnot. It doesn't matter what race anybody says something a part of or whatever, whatever. Me personally, I don't use the same language that Angel Garcia uses, and I just see it as it's not what you say, it's but how you say it when you talk about Danny Garcia calling Sean Porter boy. And um, I was actually going to bring that point up because Willa found it highly offensive. Janelle, on the other hand, is like, oh, this is just how they talk out here. And Eric Kelly was saying the same thing. Like, he didn't take it as much of a big deal from what what, uh, Angel Garcia said. You know, those words didn't come out of Danny Garcia's mouth. It was Angel Garcia. And I guess it's it's just what, what, what part of the map you're on. And and uh, what you're somewhat used to hearing from a certain type, certain color, whatever it may be. But um, was it a big deal? 
what he said. Look, where I'm at in Central, in Central California, JP, you probably uh, know the same thing being on the southern part of California. Um, mostly it's a, a lot of the Asians out here that talk that way that Angel Garcia was talking. Uh, it's just something you see. It's not like, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, it's not like a certain, like I, I don't really see no white boys doing that. They're probably in Sacramento because last time I was in Sacramento, the white boys over there are uh, kind of like some slim shady type shit or whatever. But um, I, 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 don't, I be hearing I white boys calling niggas nowadays. <laughs> that is that is true. I hear white boys calling niggas nowadays. It, I mean, it happens every oh rarely, but it happens. I, I always look at them like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I mean, well, I mean, I, 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 judging by the way you said that you, that shit was not cool at all. I'm I'm pretty sure ain't nobody out there in Texas that not of the skin color be talking out of line like that. Correct. No, not not necessarily. You might hear it now every now and then with some young, oh, young uh, some young, yeah, some young, oh, young Mexicans, Mexicans the young white guys. Yeah. But it's uh, but you know, like I said, if if they're young, I don't really care about it. At the end of the day, it's because you know, all they're listening to is nigga this, nigga that. So I'm not really tripping. You know, we really don't trip that. Like it, there's a love for the Mexicans out here. They really don't say nigga. But the young guy, the young ones are white, little white guys are. And I ain't tripping on that. But if they're of age, you know, twenty five, twenty six and up, I don't want to hear it. And if they're if they're fifty, you ain't gonna hear no fifty year old Mex- uh, Mexicans or white guys out here talking about <laughs> bitch ass niggas. I know that for a fact. They're getting whooped by everybody. <laughs> Yeah. Brian, what about Everybody. You, I know you out there. I know you out there in the woods, man. Out there up, up Pacific Northwest. A lot of white folk. You know the the creation of Starbucks and all that stuff. What's it like out there, my man, in Seattle? Are you in the are you head. hearing some of this same shit? <laughs> are you? I hearing mean, some it's of this like like none of like un, none of that is like really accepted. That's why it was kind of like I mean, you know, I'm not gonna sit there and say you know you, you know you. When you say that, you're saying it based off the people you're around. You know what I mean? So you can only speak about the environment you're around. That's not accepted. Now the the the, the, the Garcia thing kind of like flew past. Not you know I remember him saying it, but I didn't take it that way. But then now I think about it, like when, like for example, when McGregor did it, it was it seemed more like obvious to me. Like more like remember when McGregor said it to Floyd, and a lot of people were like, you know. But you know, I mean, I mean. You know that's back to the up for interpretation. You know what I mean? But you know, uh, oh yeah, it was way different than Danny Garcia saying "boy" when when you got Conor McGregor white ass talking about. Oh, correction. If I can say one thing, I'm gonna cut nobody off. I mean, I remember yeah, a while ago there was on the internet and uh, um, because a Tyler Cerrone was saying "nigga this" and "nigga that," it, it was all in the back. It was in the back of some uh, dressing room, whatever. And like he caught some heat, and like one of the black MMA fighters came out, and like, hey, this guy's running around calling people niggas, this nigga that. And then he was like, okay, I don't mean this way, nothing third. I'm just trying to be down or whatever. And and, and there was like a, a lot of, and I was wondering, like, yo, this baby's keeping out, so I hope somebody stabbed his ass. And there was some white boys from Texas jumping out there saying, oh, I forgot what part they were from, but uh, they were all in a big um, um, MMA chat room. He called, he called me a whiny ass nigga, this, that, thing. He's like, he's like, yeah, we use it as well, and la la la, and I'm like, yo, I was about to, you know, and I thought like breaking my phone that day. It's like, it's like, you know, what I'm saying, some, so some just do get a little too comfortable trying to be down and shit. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But I'm a cowboy. Shirley didn't take really no heat other than in that chat room when it was like all posted or whatever. 
Oh, this was sometime last or uh, three years ago. Where's Cowboys? Uh, excuse me? No, I, you said uh, Donald Cerrone you're talking about, right? Cowboy. Where yeah, yeah. I don't know if you recall that. This was like about a year and a half, two years ago probably. And yeah, uh, there was a talk. Well, people were trying to call him a racist, but then they, and then some black folks jumped out the scene. Or some black and white folks like, nah, he's just trying to be down or whatever. He's one of us. And there was another kid, um, oh, yeah, trained once named Gerard Green. He was from Jersey, yeah, he was like, yeah, that's just how he is. He's trying to be down. But then some of the white boys about to call me a whiny-ass nigga, this, that, and third. And I'm like, yo, these dudes are really getting crazy in this damn t- in this damn chat room. And he was like, um, I forgot exactly what was it. Um, damn. It was about two years ago, probably. Time does fly by, but it was like about two years ago. It was all over the Internet. But I'm mean, outside of the Internet. It was never uh, really in the public eye like that. And that was kind of surprising. Hey, Wilder seems like he's growing something in the back right now. So, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be coming at like him like that. So, just saying, you know. I think, you know, I'm just saying I've been, you know, watching some videos, watching some, you know, seeing some pictures Those of Wilder. Brave. Hey, Wilder seems like, got brave. I, I think if yeah, Thurman but, had cornrows, he might have not have got disrespected like that. When he had no, the cornrows, no, he wasn't no, taking uh, that Thurman, kind of disrespect. No, but Thurman gets his stuff braided. Like, when he fights, he, he gets it braided. And he got the long... You know, tail in the back, but I'm just saying, you know, braided or not, I'm, I'm pretty sure Wilder is not going to be anybody's going to be saying that to him. You know, like, um, oh, no. you know, uh, I don't know, maybe, but maybe, hey, look, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna keep an eye on it. I'm did gonna Charlie Zellman off say call him a nigger? Huh? Did the Charlie Zellman off call him a call him a nigger? Man, I, know. I don't he know. He did that. Oh, man, hey, all I know, he took some of those punches. <laughs> <laughs> hey. hey, man. Yeah. Hey, he <laughs> must have. Hey, look, man. I'll tell you, Zelenoff must have been awesome that day because even though dude had some big ass gloves on, he was way smaller than Wilder. Wilder should have. Even if Wilder barely touched him with punches, those should have put him out. And he he had enough sense to run out the gym. So. That dude must have been on something that day, man. Just the fact that he was willing to square up with Wilder was just crazy. But um, there's all there's obviously some mental issues going on with that kid. But um, no, nah, you know I'm I'm gonna take it into account. You know I'm a, you know I'm gonna sit back and pay attention. I'm gonna say okay, maybe it's just the ponytail. You guys basically said that. You know it's mostly the ponytail. Oh, okay, you you guys could be on to something. You know I'm a, I'm gonna keep an eye on. I that, vote but. for the list. I vote for the list also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on that, you know. But because um, you know, if people say things that make sense, I'll listen to it. If you don't make no sense, I ain't listening. You know, it makes a little bit of sense. So I'm gonna think about it. and I'm gonna pay attention moving forward. But just my initial thought was like, okay, you know what's going on here. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, shit, we we got off the rails a little bit with this whole. Um, dialect and, and all this stuff that happened right here and there, but we kind of fell off the point of emphasis where we were going at with the whole Thurman fiasco. We we totally, I know Simon wanted to get off uh, uh, the counter shot for what JP was saying <clears throat> about the reverse racism and whatnot, but the whole point of what started all this was Mauricio Solomon talking about the mandatory fights for Keith Thurman. They're definitely putting them against the one and two, which he already got over with, 
and now he's mandatory mandated to fight both of them again, the one and two. You, uh, arguably, you could yeah. put Spence ahead of Garcia or Porter. Arguably, you could put him ahead of that for sure because what he's been doing, picked up this strap overseas and uh, defended it very successfully against Lamont Peterson. But whatever, whatever, you don't see, and this is not my words right here. I'm not going to take credit for this because this is why I was asking Simon was because he said it to me. When when have he seen um, – a fighter have to go through that kind of competition in recent history of boxing when it comes to the champion defending against the one and two guys twice in a row, which is what looks like it's going to happen after Thurman gets his tune-up, and then face the elephant in the room in the welterweight division when it comes to Earl Spence. This is a tough schedule for Keith Thurman, especially coming off this, this uh, little layoff of surgery that he's been having. We're going to see real quick if Thurman's going to be, A, what he used to be, or B, a little bit less of what he was in his tune-up because Danny Garcia is coming off of a vicious knockout. Sean Porter, he didn't look as good as Danny did coming off his keep loss, but he's still game. We know that. And Earl Spence, he's shown improvement for sure against Lamont Peterson because the uh, – the, the fight with Chocolate Brownies, he was getting counter-shotted, and um, he looked a little off to me at certain points in time. And this is why before the Peterson fight had happened, I was saying, look, I know even though Willa don't believe me, I, I, I like Earl Spence, but I, I'm just saying for all of the hype that he's getting, I want to see improvement. Otherwise, we got to start asking questions. Like, is this guy just getting as far as he's getting in boxing? based on his power, size, athleticism, and things like that? Or is he sharpening his tools and and decorating his cake, so to speak, a little bit more? Because he definitely showed some flaws. He looked green, as we all mentioned, against Special K Brook. But he did not look that green. He showed some improvement from that last fight overseas that he had. Level of competition, obviously different. But I want to see Earl Spence continue to make improvements, as Simon said, some more wiggle to his game upstairs. Because, yeah, Keith Thurman hasn't been knocking anybody out. But he has Danny Garcia on Queer Street, and we know what kind of chin Danny has. And he has Sean Porter on Queer Street a few times in that fight that they had at the Barclays Center. So even though Keith Thurman ain't knocking dudes out, he's buzzing cats and it forces them to make adjustments to their game to the point where they're not coming out the same way that they started out because they felt that power. And Keith Thurman, I'm not going to take that away from him. The man has the ability, as we mentioned with one Deontay Wilder, to put some hands on dudes and make them rethink the game plan to not get hit with some of those same shots by the way that they got hit by that same shot. But, son, that that, that schedule for Keith Thurman, they, they – uh. They put my man in there in, in, in the Lions' den for sure. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, I mean, that's how it should be for the most part in boxing. But, you know, it, it is funny how – I mean, when have you ever heard one sanctioning body mandate two fights in a row? I mean, that was kind of – I mean, I know you want your sanctioning fees, but, man, seriously? I mean, so, you know, his last two fights were – 
Danny Garcia, I mean, Sean Porter, almost a year layoff, then Danny Garcia, about to be over a year layoff, then he's going to have a tune-up, then he's going to have to do Porter-Garcia again, and then probably at that point, as long as the truth keeps winning, we're going to see Thurman and Spence. I mean, dude, if Thurman pulls that one off, I mean, uh, he's he's number one pound for pound, no question. I don't care what anybody. You could talk about his ponytail. You could tell about his poor technique or not the best technique, not the best fundamentals. With that resume, he's the best fighter in the world, no question. And if anybody disagrees, tell me who's going to have a better resume than Thurman if that's the the resume or the the path and the or the road he's going to have to go moving forward. I would I would love for somebody to explain to me who's going to be better than him at that point. Hey, I I don't think anybody would, but I th- I think before uh you know, this is giving this is going to give the Thurman haters a bunch a bunch of ammunition. You know, even though it's mandated, you know, uh, people want people don't even they don't care about that anymore. They don't care about mandates. They think people could just fight whoever. And then after fighting fighting that kind of schedule, don't be surprised if Thurman says, "Hey, I need a I need a showcase. I've been fighting this grueling schedule. You know, uh, four out of my five four out of the five last fights have been uh, against top opponents. Y'all are trying to kill me out here. I need a I need another tune up, a little showcase in the hometown." You know, oh, I'm defending this city. This girl, you know, they are trying to kill him. That's yeah, the they, truth. No. they're trying to kill him. No, they're gonna. Yeah, <laughs> hey, they might be, but I think this is at the end of the day, this is gonna be easy work. You know, Thurman against Porter. That uh, he, he got beat. Garcia, he got hit a few that? times. Danny Garcia is gonna be but easy this, work again. Willis, say, say. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be easy work. <laughs> this isn't really anything. This isn't really that good. But these are two B B B plus hmm. A minus fighters. You know, so. Just, but just be prepared for us not to see. So this is a year layoff between every one. So what's that, 18? Well, this is 18. They've got 19, 20, 21. So Spence Thurman probably in 2021. And we can't nah, be mad nah, at it. He's always year. fought. It's going to happen next year. Hey. As long as both fights, of them win he fights once and there's year. no injuries, he's going to fight him uh, 2019. It's going to happen, man. You know, it's, it's going to happen. Once you know. One time. He was injured, man. He's he, this once a year thing has been the last couple of years because he was injured, you know. But no, he's gonna he's gonna fight him. Dude. He's gonna fight him in 2019. But the thing about the um, you know, one thing I want to point out, and this goes back to hold the Keith Thurman bootleg in a cold way thing. Number one, the man had a Letterman jacket on in 2018. <laughs> like real talk, you know. And they put the camera on him when Garcia called him out. He was like, easy money, baby, easy money. I was rolling, man. That guy, that guy really knows Danny's easy money. Like, so you might be on to something, Willa. Like, when they put, oh, yeah, when they mandated money. Danny for him, he's like, oh, man, that's a tune-up. <laughs> oh, yeah. The thing oh, yeah. is, so, what the conspiracy people are going to say, what the con- conspiracy gonna people say? are going to say is that, is that Keith Thurman told these people to set this easy money up so he could dodge Spence a little longer. Because this is easy <laughs> money right here. You know, Simon's saying, Simon's acting like this is a murderer's row, but this is no murderer's row. These are like the number five and six or 
or four and five uh, welterweights in the game. You know, this isn't murderers, bro. No, Porter is always a tough fight. Even though he has no skills. John Porter is a tough fight. Even though he has no skills. No, he's tough. He's like. But Danny Garcia is easy work. And then he's going to say he needs a showcase. I mean, this is the thing about Porter. Real quick, let me. Hold on, real quick. Okay. Hold on. Go ahead. Let me say something about Porter. Porter is like getting your teeth pulled out while getting a massage at the same time. You know? Like, that's a hard fight. Even if you might beat him, it's not easy. You know what I mean? So that is hard work. And and look, did I think he won? Clear? That was one of those. A lot of times people say it's a robbery when all three cards score it for somebody, but it was clear for that guy. To me, that's not a robbery. To me, clear, Thurman clearly won that fight. It was close, though. No no doubt. It was a clear 7-5 uh, fight for for Thurman, but it, it was tough, and that's the type of fight Thurman, I mean, Porter will get, gift you. You know, like I said, it's like getting a massage as as you're getting your teeth pulled. You know, so yeah, and you know, and Kenny and you know, Kenny and Sean still think he's scared, but I don't know. On that little face-off when he ran up on him, did maybe I seen something different? Did Keith look like he was scared of Sean? I don't know. I didn't see that. Not at all. I didn't see a guy that Keith Thurman's a real dude. Keith Thurman's a real dude, man. He just, you know, he just has this stigma about him that, you know, that he chose. This is what he's going for. So, it is what it is, man. But I don't think these guys are – I think Danny Garcia is easy work. Okay. Come RC, on. Yeah, Why you about do that, that to RC, man? Let me tell you – yeah, I want to hear what RC why? has to say. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you why it's not going to be easy work. And, Simon, you're going to like this. Danny Garcia went away for a little bit, right? He took a little break. And what happened? Came back, knocked the dude out with a punch that wasn't even loaded up. If you smell what I'm cooking, Danny Garcia might A quick slip overhand right over the top, you know? Boom, you know? He might have enhanced his attributes and his little going away to spend time with family on quotations. Similar to a guy like Andre Ward going away for a little bit, quote-unquote, and looking pretty chiseled up talking about fighting at heavyweight. Now, and I'm not similar saying to Canelo taking a long time that off. That too. That too. You know, taking a long time off after, you know, he did uh, he did uh, Chop, what, what was it? Um, no, he did Khan. He fought Liam Smith. And he did, I, think he, I believe he did Khan with Vada Testin. And then I know he didn't do Vada testing for Liam Smith. Came back thicker nope. against uh, and stronger against uh, Chavez Jr. You know, looking more, looking like a more solid middleweight. And then, uh, you know, I mean, even though the Chavez Jr. fight looked fixed and all that, you know, you know, a lot of people thought I was crazy when I said it was fixed. But then tapes got leaked a couple of days later of him, you know, in a hotel room with these hoes. You know, the same night. I mean, <laughs> if you're any type of competitor, what are you doing in a hotel that, you know, the same night of getting your whoop? Unless you had the briefcase, you know? Unless you had that no. little account. <laughs> no. No, Willa. Uh, Chavez Jr., Chavez Jr., you got to think about it. Chavez Jr. is the prince of Mexico. Just think of some spoiled brat losing, and, you know, that's something that a spoiled brat would do. That just showed me you that you know you th- that showed me that he was a spoiled brat, that he's always had everything. So this this is embarrassing uh, loss 
to the guy who's taking your father's place as the uh, as the top dog in Mexico to go out there. That just showed me that all his life he's been given everything. That's or, what I, you know, hey, but that's, see, what that's where perspectives that. come in. That was a good perspective. Yeah, no, I got you. But this is my perspective. Can I tell you mine? My perspective was, yeah. hey, man, you see all this money I got? Let's celebrate. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. Hey, let's celebrate. Bring the hose, bring the, yeah. you know, bring the drink. You know what I mean? So that's what it looked like to me. But, you know, you okay, nah. could be right. He looked re- Hey, Willa, have you ever looked at, have you ever seen somebody that happy after losing a fight? Yeah, no, um, um, Nicholas Walters. Nicholas Walters after losing a oh um, yeah, a that's another Lomachenko. big fight. <laughs> he, was a, he was he was he was a fan after that fight. He was a fan of Lomachenko. <laughs> another big fight. <laughs> I'm glad it's over. Uh, I can go back to lost, Jamaica. He said, you know, Broden lost the fight. Said he was still going to party like he won. You know, that's just what spoiled guys. Nah, but there's do, a though. difference. He 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 did look hurt though. He, yeah, he did nah, the he whole was, like oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, no, no, that was a, he tried that same face. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, but real quick, really, that's what I'm saying though. That's why I don't think it's gonna be easy work because Danny Garcia might be enhanced right now after what he just pulled off against Brandon Real. Hey, I know it's Brandon Real, but but the shot was not loaded up. It was just fluid right there. Give it to you, and um, that's probably the most snap on a Danny Garcia punch I've seen in a long time. Because usually when he knocks dudes out, Eric Morales, his head is time, he, didn't knock, he didn't knock him up, but he was loading up with the no-look hook that he throws out. And you can tell Danny Garcia is trying to dish devastating power when he got, you know, some yep. of those highlight knockouts. But that was not loaded up. There was nothing behind it but just a fluid off the back foot, bam, right over the top. And Brandon Rio's head turned I think twice before he actually hit the canvas, and that's twice. when he woke up. Keyword. Danny Garcia. Keyword. I was waiting. On, I was. I was waiting on you to say hey, twice. The bag was real in. Real talk. Danny Garcia in, has some of the best. Not, I mean, he's not the like when you look at his record, you don't look at like oh knockout puncher and this and that, but like as far as like highlight reels, he has some of the best highlight reels. I'll give him that because he made Eric Morales do a seven twenty. You know, like, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, and then the, the Amir Khan thing was, like, brutal, too. Like, just the way – it would even though he got up from that, just the highlight reel of that punch, because he, he, when he hit him with that left hook, like, it was like a shock to his whole body. Like, he got hit with lightning, you know? Like, Khan was just done. You know, even though he tried to survive off instinct, you know, and all that, like, it was over. But – um no, I agree with you. I just, you know, I just don't want to be too hard on RC. RC believes he believes in R, RC believes in Danny Garcia more than Danny Garcia believes in himself. You know, Danny knows he, he might didn't be win believe- that fight. I don't know. He might no? believe he he might be, he might be believing in this new uh, workout routine and, and protein shake regimen that he probably had in this little eleven months off and all that. But hey, we but how do you know how do you know Keith Thurman's not on that too? Because he's just on incense. And water and rice and God and hard work. That's Keith Thurman. But hey, <laughs> it is what it is. Gentlemen, we can all agree to disagree or we could agree on certain things today, but we've went over our time limit today and I don't want to get cut off with us speaking and, and not giving the viewers or the listeners uh, the content that we put out. But hey, this has been a great fucking show, you guys. Um, if we could have all of you guys come back next Saturday and we can talk about what we've seen 
in the fights happening, especially with the big fight with Wilder um, and, and Ortiz coming on. That's going to be a big one out there for us. But um, um, I want to uh, thank everybody for coming on today. It's been it's been fun as hell talking to you guys, man, with the whole ponytail talking, the lisp and all that shit is crazy. But um, we got to wrap it up, fellas. Um, Willa, my guy, um, anything you got to say before we get up out of here, my man? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you to uh, everybody that came on. Uh, thank you, everybody listening. Will and Wills will be back Wednesday, 9 o'clock Central, uh, 7 Pacific. Probably talk about guns in the schools and some, uh, you know, foolery like that. So, y'all know, tune in if you can. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we definitely got a lot to cover up outside of the sports world as we do on Wednesdays. But speaking for myself in Central California, Will out in Houston, Texas, JP Southern Cal, Seattle Sime up in the Pacific Northwest, and Janelle all the way on the East Coast. Thank you all for joining Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We'll be back to you guys sooner than later and be covering everything that happens up in the week and the following night from Saturday's fights. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, folks, and we out. Mom, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.